Welcome to the first episode of Inside the Heliosphere that involves a member of my family. Uh, <laughs> so my mum, Pat, Patricia Mobbs. Um, well, what can I say about this interview? I was, I, I remember, so mum and dad came over from England. So I live in Australia, as I've said now. I've lived here for 20-something, 20 20-odd 20 years. Uh, grew up in London, or Essex, whatever you want to call Romford. And mum and dad tend to come over every year to see us. And this time, last time I, I uh, so this is 2018, I decided that I would like to interview them as part of this. And I think I mentioned in another introduction how, uh, I think in probably the first one, how one of the many, many, many reasons I wanted to do this was to, uh, for, for selfish reasons in a way, to record the stories of my uh, loved ones. Uh, to have a to have an actual recording of them, because you know when these stories go, they go. You know that's it. How many of you could say that? You know you have uh, a good recording, not just of your loved ones' voices. Maybe you've got videos or whatever, but in this format, where where you actually ask them the the important questions about their life and what what took them to uh, that point in time. So, and and. What I when I was first inspired to do this, when I first had the idea, one of the very first things I thought of was, could this be a way? Uh, could this be a, a sort of conduit to a different form of communication with my parents, with my mum, with my dad? You know, instead of falling into the the sort of um, the habits, uh, you know, everyone that everyone that everyone has a complex relationship with their parents and, and everybody's different but uh, I think my my relationship has, has often been and, and it's my fault to leave things unsaid and to um, shy away from, from talking about the things that really matter so if you find yourself talking about you know the football or, or, or cars or, or you know the the weather the football the cars the, the what's coming up the holidays the news you know who's you know who's just been in the hospital in their group and you know how you know how one of my friends you know holiday went or something you know uh and getting to my point this lived up to what what i hoped it would be it, not only in during the interview itself um, and i was surprised at how quickly mum just dropped into the sort of role of interviewee not just that but for the whole trip, for the month that they were here in 2018, I think that this interview enabled us to have, um, afterwards, to have a more open and honest and frank sort of dialogue. It just did. It just changed things. It enabled us to talk about various things. Uh, one of which was, uh, and I'm not going to tell you what it was because you have to listen, but there's a, there's a bombshell <laughs> in this interview that that mum just kind of dropped and she didn't mean to and yeah and you hear she sort of quite sweetly uh, reproaches herself or questions me whether it was okay to say it afterwards um and I just think it was perfect I mean it's not something I tend to speak about very often at all but mum just mentioned something and there it is um so if you want to know what that bombshell was um you're going to have to listen to the whole thing because I can't even remember when it was. It was some point during the interview. Um, and my mum's my mum's a dear, sweet soul. And and uh, I know 
many people think this about their their mums, but um, she really is a sweet soul. She's she's never said a mean or, or cruel thing about anybody. She gave her whole life, professional life, to being one of the greatest nurses, and I can say that objectively. Uh, you know, countless times people would tell me when I was at medical school um, how amazing my mum was at nursing and all that. And uh, yeah, I I carry a great deal of guilt with me for moving to the other side of the world and and, uh, and leaving them there. And I guess that's life, right? But uh, it doesn't stop it stinging. Anyway, uh, this 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 interview gave us a, a, the sort of this sort of gift and the gift was of communication and uh and obviously for me now i've got this record of her voice which is which is a wonderful thing all right love you mum if you if you're listening if you if you work out how to get to this place on the, on the computer bless you A man going past down there with nude. Oh, that's not something I. No. Why is he nude? No, he's got his pants on. You having a shower, Dad? Oh bloody hell! Mm. Come, Connie. Oh, here comes Connie. All right. Well, um, how was the walk? Fine. It was hot though. It was hot, wasn't it, Con? Oh, second walk today. All right. You sure you, you don't want a cup of tea or anything? You got water. You un- now, you know what this is. You, you, you understand the concept of what this is now. It's like um, Desert Island, but I'm in a space. Exactly. Desert Island discs, but it's space, not an island. And the problem I had with, I, I only realised, well, the, the concept seemed good, and then I realised it's, it's completely different because it's much sadder being away on your own on a space station than on a desert island when you've got, you know, some birds and the ocean and, and a, a beach and a, a hope of seeing a boat <laughs> so this uh, so I've, I've softened it slightly i've made it so that there's a there's a chance you've got a rescue from a spaceship so you're not okay. completely you know it's not totally hopeless there is the chance that someone will come and rescue you but it might be years before you're rescued okay so that's the sort of situation so, all right well um this is an unusual episode isn't it i interviewing mum my, my mother for inside the heliosphere but then my sort of my mentor, even though he doesn't know it, this fellow Mark Marin in America, he interviews often his parents, his mum and dad. Oh, does he? Okay. Well, so he has done, yes. Which, which. Can I just stop a minute? Well, no, yeah. we just keep going. It's all right. Well, I can't stop. I can't reach you. No, just, just we do. Just swing the microphone oh, okay. out of the way. Okay. Do that. Mm. Okay. So Pat mobs, Patricia mobs. First, first thing I wanted to ask, actually, this is this is honest. We, uh, the question when I asked, you know, when I when you answered the pro forma that I send out to everybody, and and I asked about grandparents, and you only put you only put two down. Why why did you, why did you only put two grandparents? You know you know about the others, don't you? My mother's father. Um, yeah, but I never knew the wife. Never knew the grandmother. Huh. Okay. She died when my mum was a child. So that was okay. So Edward McCardle was your maternal grandfather. Yeah. 
See, this is already, I'm just fascinated by that radio because I'm sure I must have been told at some stage. So, McArdle's an Irish name as well, right? It's actually Scottish. Is it? Mm. Okay. So, he was a civil servant. Yes. I mean, and that, again, doesn't that mean he was quite well off or no? You don't have no, to. No, no, no. Why? He just worked in Whitehall in the offices, you know. He worked in Whitehall? Yeah, in the offices, yeah. Doesn't, isn't that quite a sort of good job in those I don't days? Think well, I suppose it was a, a safe job, but I don't think it was. Okay. okay. All right, I suppose. Okay. So, but obviously he lived in a, one of the poorest parts of London. Mm. So, that doesn't off, off the Roman road. and. Do you know, did Nan tell you much about all of that? Well, I know she were, She lived in Tredica Square. Yes. Next door to Cooper's Coburn School. Yes, the original yeah. uh, Coburn School, wasn't it? Yeah. The original female yeah. Coburn yeah. School. Which was a, which was actually Trinity Square was a very, I want to say posh, but a very well to do for the for the East End. It was massive houses, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was in stories, wasn't it? So you just, oh. it wasn't the whole house. So even then, it was divided. The, the mm. okay. So obviously, no Trinity Square. Okay, so that kind of makes sense. But then when I took Nan back to Limehouse. when I was uh, already, mm. I think I'd finished med school, she took me to a different. It wasn't like she she took me to a place where I think she was born, which obviously wasn't the same house anymore. It was flats, but it was down much closer towards the Isle of Dogs. So you don't you don't know about that? No, I thought I, she. I think she's born in Mile End. Defin right down. Def definitely in the sound of Bow Bells. Oh, don't worry about that. That's just a speaker. Um, yeah, okay. Right, well, okay, so Tredegar Square is kind of mile end, but she took me to a place down, uh, where are we now, sort of Bow, uh, at the, you know, at the top of the Isle of Dogs, where sort of there's, what is it, there's Limehouse and there's um, um, Stepney. Yes. That sort of area. I've got this memory. She took me when we were when I was about twenty five or something, and she took me there and said, "That's that's the street I, I was." Is that off of Roman Road? I know the. No, no, Roman Road is the Tredegar Square one, isn't it? That's above Mile End Road. But she said that she was in for at some point. She was in some sort of house that was, and I, th I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought she said that she was born down there. So, did you sure they didn't move to Tredegar Square or off Tredegar Square? I don't know. Hmm. I really don't know. Hmm. See, so that's the, honestly, one of the, when I first started doing this, one of the first, my, my reason, when I was listening to Desert Island Disc, I thought, well, two things. Specifically, I remember, you know, that sort of a story and speaking to Grandad Mobs about all of the wartime experiences. Mm. But thing, you just forget stuff. Mm. And half the time we were in a pub when I was asking Grandad about that stuff, so I just kind of forgot it. Mm. And I just didn't want all these stories to be forgotten because there's so much of what, I'm learning already. You ask people about their family history and some are really organised because they wrote it down mm. or they did the genealogy research or whatever it was. Other people just kind of go, oh, I'm not really sure about that. So I wanted to record this stuff. That was kind of the main reason. Well, I know she definitely lived in Tredica Square mm -hmm. and um, um, off the Roman Road, but I know I, I don't Didn't remember. know about the other bit. No. So what, okay, so he was a civil servant of some sort. He worked in, in Whitehall, so yeah. the main area of government obviously because you could be a civil servant and basically work in regional oh, yeah, things yeah, as well yeah. couldn't you but Whitehall was the main centre of all of that so immediately I'm thinking well that sounds to me like it was quite a good job 
in the what the in the ni- early nineteen hundreds or it'd be um nineteen twenties was it before well, what no, year before. was she born? She was born in sixteen, was it? Nineteen sixteen. I've got it there somewhere. Hang on. Yep, sorry, nineteen fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Twenty fifth of Feb nineteen fourteen. So okay. So no. So she well, presumably then he was up there in the in the very early nineteen hundreds, mm-hmm. nineteen before nineteen ten or whatever. Yeah. You met him, do you remember him? I do, yes. How old were you when he died? He I was about twenty Oh. Two, oh, so you were, you you were an adult. He saw you. He oh, saw yeah, you grow yeah. up, become a nurse. The whole yeah, thing, yeah. huh? Okay. Where was he living then? Then um, Green Lanes in Dag- Dagenham. No, Green Wh- Lanes. Where? Wait, in a nursing home? No, 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 no. no, no. A council house. Um, oh, um, what's the name of that pub? So we got to say because this will one day this will be heard by millions of people around the world. You know, this is going to go on the internet. Oh, so my in, Lord. in theory, everyone can hear this one day. Um. So, so, I think so, it's the, the Royal Oak he used to live near in Green Lanes. Royal Oak is that a pub? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that might not still be there. Anyway, so we, I should I should say that what we're talking about is, well, you always say, and you've said here, that you were born in Barking, Essex. And I always say, just because it's easier, I tell people I come from London, but you always say, oh, Romford, which is in Essex, which is true. It's in the county of Essex, but it's also in Greater London, isn't it? It's mm. Borough of Havering. And Barking, if you look at it on a map, it's what, 10 miles east of the East End? Yeah. Something. So most people would say that's London now. But anyway, so there was a movement from from the East End of London to Dagenham after the war. Yeah, because it bombed because out. Because the bombed out, all of East End was flattened. So all of the East Enders basically were shoved east in these brand new housing estates. And Lily Church Road in Dagenham, all the rest of it, where Nan lived, was one of the biggest, I think, in the world, wasn't it? Europe. And or Russell Brand's Nan was. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that. That's because one day when I interview Russell for this, this that will be that will oh be something. God. But yeah, Russ, Russell Brand's Nan used to was was Nan's best friend. And the pages were there. Mm-hmm. Dear old Jem Bright. A few doors long. Um, we lived right. in a banjo. Yeah, and explain what a banjo is. A banjo is um, a, one, two, three, About ten, eight houses eight, yeah. and four flats. Oh, there was some flats as yeah, well as four. the oh when when you got to the end when you got to the sort of body of the banjo At there was the, the yeah I know what yeah. you mean I remember because Mrs Page still lived in one down the yeah, road yeah I've forgotten that you lived there before one forty seven one hundred and ten Lily Church right. But you lived in 147 as well as a child? Yeah. Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I was in 110 from birth. Okay, yeah. So how old were you when you moved to? Why did they move? Slightly bigger house. I think so. so Another bedroom. It's two bedrooms. Two bedroom, yeah. So if anyone wants to get on Google Maps, that's Lily Church Road in Dagenham, which I've checked. It's still there. You can Google Maps it. So just going back, because this is, I mean, how interesting this is for anyone else, but I don't care because it's my, it's my podcast. So... Um, your grandmother, you never met because she died when my mum was about eight. Gee, that was what? 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 Why did she die? What she was she? Um, bowel cancer and oh. had an AMP repair and they oh, they tried it though. They did some mm. surgery and in the London hospital. Yeah, huh? Massive operation. Mm. So in those days, God. So she was how old when she died? I think she was only about forty. Really. Mm. 
bloody hell. Mm. So, and then, did she, did she have any siblings? Brother. Yeah, well, I, I never Ted. met him, did I? No, no, Ted. What, now we say no with, you're screwing up your forehead. No, 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 you never met him. Not because he was a nasty fellow. No, cause he, no, no. because no, he died very early as no, well. No, he didn't. He lost contact with the family. Oh. And um, when I was working in the city, I recognised this man outside the stationers pushing up the shutters you know, yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. And it was him. Huh. I told mum and then I don't think she did anything and then she got involved with the Salvation Army and they traced him and he died. Oh. Hmm. So you were, so this is before nursing, is mm. it? So you were what, teenager? 16, 17. Right, so then we're in the 50s, um, 1950s, late 50s. Hang on a minute, 40, late 50s, yeah. So, right. Well, so she just, they didn't get on? Or how old was he compared to Nan? How old was he? I think he was a couple of years older. A couple of years older. And they, in those days, no internet, no telephones, certainly. There was nothing. Okay. So if you didn't have a post, if you didn't kept in touch by post, post or... Yeah. Telegrams. You just that was it. Lost. So did they have a falling out then? I don't think so. No, I really don't. So know. did you find out anything else about him, where he lived, and all that? So what? You spoke to him, did you? You went up to him and said, "Oh, well, I think I'm your, I'm, the, I'm your niece." No, I didn't. Oh, I just saw this man who I recognised pushing these the shutters. Roll, yeah, shutters up, and um, I went home and said to Mum, "I'm sure Uncle Ted's there." But I don't think she did anything. That's strange. Well, I mean, I was, well, maybe it wasn't. Do you think it was strange? Well, I think it's strange now, but, you know. At the time, it didn't seem strange. Mm. I suppose you were just a teenager anyway, and it was just like, well, okay, well. Mm. Did he have kids? No, he wasn't married. Oh. I think he was um, divorced, but no children. You, you know that he didn't have children, or you just think that? I know he didn't have children. Right, right. Gosh. There you go. I did not know that. So it's and it was his stationer shop. No, no, it was no. like um, a storeman or something like okay. that. Yeah, stationer selling like paper and all that envelopes and writing mm -hmm. paper and that. Yeah. And when you say in the city, do you yeah. mean city as in Square Mile City or near Liverpool Street? Actually, right, actually, city mm. Square Mile, City of London. Good lord. Okay. So yeah, because I, I, I uh, there you go. Because I don't think. I mean, I must have heard that at some point, but I'd forgotten that she had a brother. Mm. So she just wasn't that fussed about it. I don't think so, really. Huh. So, you know, in, 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 your, in our history, in your history, it always seems like the Irish side obviously dominates, like just, yeah. I suppose, because Grandad had such a huge family. Mm. So that was 15 of them? 13. 13, of, not including the ones that died in, child, in childhood? Yeah, that's including them. Including yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So 13 from uh, Kilcock, County Kildare. Granddad was like the second oldest. Second, yeah. And all of the, well, of, of how many came to England? Seven. Tom. Dad. See, I should have told you to get all this sorted yeah. out beforehand. Tom, Dad, Dom, Jerry. Charlie. Charlie. I think there's five boys. Jerry. Oh, six. Six boys all came over. Margaret stayed. What about the others? Oh, Stella came. Stella. She came. Okay, so that's seven came. 
Seven of 13. Marie well, stayed in Marie. Ireland. She was a s- slightly, um, she wasn't silly, but she was a bit slow in it. So she stayed yeah. with my granddad. What they called intellectually impaired now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm out. Margaret. No, it's who stayed in Ireland? Five. Marie. God, you got me there. All right. Some of them stayed in Ireland. Yeah. And did you ever, obviously, you know, for me, very sadly, granddad died when I was only, I think, probably only just about a teenager. Mm. So I never managed to have all this sort of conversations to ask all this stuff. Did you ever ask him about why he came over and did they come together, what what they were thinking, what they were expecting? Well, there was no work in Ireland, so the boys came over. Together? Yeah. And the mother came to... Oh, that's right. She came to settle them or something. Yeah. And because um, there's no work there and they all kind of got jobs here. So this is like... The, this. The, there's, there was the depression in Ireland in the, what, 20s? Granddad was born in 1904. So he, in 1924, he'd be 20. So, so in 19 what? 24, he'd be 20 years old. Say about... 1922, 23. Yeah. And so this is, I could probably research this, but what happened in the First World War? Did Irish fellas formed Irish guards or whatever it was? Yeah, so, yeah. so, so, um, so, so Joe, oh, Joe and Grandad didn't get called up to fight no. in the First World War. No. Why was that? Was I over here, was it? Nineteen fourteen to nineteen eighteen was the war. Oh, I suppose Grant. No, hold on. So, so Grandad was ten, fourteen at the end of the war. So yeah. just missed out on that. Mm. Okay. So straight after that, came over, and he was a, then found work as a chef, yeah. which is where he met Nan. Yeah. But you said she, so. She was. You said here though that Nan Dorothy was a post office cashier. Yes. That was after being in the restaurant. No, she was worked in the post office. Um, and then got another job, and she went into the restaurant you know, doing the bills. You know, used oh, to so it, taking the money and, yeah, and doing yeah. doing and the that's money. That's where they met. Right, and he was. Did he have any training, or he just said he could work as a chef? I don't think he had any training. He just <laughs> said he could do it. Yeah, I, yeah. I always remember, and, and he was the he was the master carver, wasn't he? he was Fantastic the, carver. Yeah. 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 Okay, so that bit's okay. I've got that bit. Well, I, t- I tell you what, let's we've got seven songs to get oh, through. Yeah. We might not listen to all of them all the way through, but yeah. we might listen to a few because mainly because I don't know some of them. Um, I'll tell you, I'm going to start with because it made <laughs> it made me laugh. His name cropped up the other day in a sort of pejorative context, but somebody somebody mentioned Pat Boone. Oh yeah, in a in a slightly sort of. Sarcastic. Uh, yeah, slightly sarcastic way, but I always remember you were a fan of Pat Boone. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, um, why? Has he got just good voice? Or was he, oh, he was lovely looking and he was... Um, when was he around? Tell me, I, I, I mean, I know the name because I grew up hearing about him. But he was around in the... Um, God, uh, 50s? Late 50s, yeah. 60s. And he had quite a few kids and he was... I think he might have been a Baptist, very true religious man. And a crooner, sort of crooner yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. So he was like not like a Valdunican though. He wasn't a bit like that. Bit like that. Yeah. That's all right. I mean, I'd be interested to hear what he sounds like after all these. And why did you pick? Was this one of his biggest hits? Yes. What was it? What's it called? It's called 
long tall. Oh, long tall Sally. It's yeah. a it's a that's a cover though, right? Yeah. But I think it's a song as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's have a listen to Pat Boone. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna go tell Mary about Uncle John. He says he had the blues, but he has a lot of fun. Oh, baby. Yes, baby. Ooh, baby. I'm having me some fun tonight. Yeah. Oh, well, long, tall Sally has a lot on the ball. And nobody cares if she's long and tall. Oh, baby. Yes, baby. I'm having me some fun tonight Oh, well, I saw Uncle John with long, tall Sally He saw Mary coming and he dug back in the alley Oh, baby, yes, baby Ooh, baby I'm having me some fun tonight Nobody cares if she's long and tall, oh baby. Yes, baby. Ooh, baby. I'm having me some fun tonight. Yeah. Well, I saw Uncle John with long, tall Sally. He saw Mary coming and he ducked back in the alley, oh baby. Oh, yes, baby. Ooh, baby. I'm having me some fun tonight. We're gonna some fun tonight gonna have some fun tonight we're gonna have some fun tonight everything will be all right we're gonna have some fun gonna have some fun tonight <laughs> you're smirking well well i am because i'm not sure i've heard pat boone before yet, but i've grown up always hearing about this pat boone character and uh it's not like you ever had any of his records that were played. I might have had one. Probably, yeah. Probably that one. Maybe yeah. Dad never put it on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I always feel like a DJ at this place. That was Pat Boone with Long Tall Sally. And I'm, 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 I'm guessing that, that I, I, I think that was a Little Richard song. I don't know if it's Little Richard wrote it. But anyway. I don't know. All right. So just so going back to um, – so going back, one of the things that I was always uh, – I think I spoke to Dad about this once. One, one of the things that I was always – like more recently in the last sort of 20 years or so just wondered about was that my memory of grand granddad this is your dad irish granddad who came to london probably when he was 20 or something and it was not that he celebrated his irishness at all there was no, no. kind of there was no there was none of that was there i mean you never you, spoke about it no i never spoke about it there was no the house had no irish trinkets in it you know the 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 clip I suppose it's a cliche, but the cliche is of the, you know, the Irish, you know, big parties, family, hard drinking, you know, there's Guinness at every occasion. He was temperate, basically, yes, wasn't he? Yeah. Just had a, yeah, like, true. might have very rarely had a, a mm. glass of beer that lasted him all afternoon or something. Mm. Did you ever ask him about that? No. He never spoke about his childhood. Why? Never spoke, never spoke about anything. Why not? Then I just closed up. Or did you? So you did ask him? 
I don't think I did actually, but he never spoke about it. But it must have. What about when his brothers came over? Mind you, he didn't really. My memory's not that he saw those very much. Well, Tom was in the psychiatric hospital, yeah. wasn't it? And he went to visit him every month. That was in where? London. Banstead, Surrey. In Surrey, right. Banstead. Right. Yeah, and I, know, I remember you telling me recently that he went to visit him regularly, but that's not something I was ever aware of. Mm. Tom was the oldest of the brothers. Um, do you know what happened there? I do. It was in the war. Yeah. And uh, they hadn't heard from him. So they went round to his house and he was sitting in the hallway on a chair just staring. The bomb had hit the back of the house. Oh, God. Yeah. So it was, it was what, what's now called post-traumatic stress yeah, disorder, yeah, shell shock, basically. And it, just, and it scrambled him. And they put him in a psychiatric hospital. God. And he just stayed there till the rest, for the rest of his life. When did he die? Um, I visited him quite a few times. I should think um, late 60s, 70s. Bloody hell. So maybe 30 years in a psychiatric yeah. hospital. Yeah. Because he, and it, before that he hadn't had any depression no, or any... No. What was his role during the war then? Was it, what what part of do you know what when in the Second World War that was? Well, well I suppose the Blitz, right? Yeah, so early, forty forty one. Yeah, and whenever we took anything to him, he liked the price on the packet because he couldn't believe how much things had gone up. Right, like when he bought it, it was tuppence or something. Right, so it was a connection to say this is how times pass and mm. things. Right. Yeah, I mean the old the old uh, asylums. They only, I mean, Wally was going when I was a kid, still, mm. wasn't it? It was only the um, what the eighties when they started to close down the old asylums and stuff. Something like that, yeah. Bloody hell! What did, and did it blow his eardrums out though, or something? Was he deaf from it or something? No, no. It wasn't that. No. And, and and no one could just get through to him. He had a lot of sh- um, electric shock treatment. Right. So he had the ECT, the electroconvulsive therapy treatment. Gee, which which I suppose in hindsight, all of that might have made things worse. You, you lock someone up enough, anyone goes crazy, don't they? You know, you hold them down, straight jackets, God knows what, padded cells. We went when they used to do the the tablet round. Yeah. Oh all, God. They all stood up and all lined up in a queue, like. Jesus, did you ever see One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Yeah. That film. Years ago. But that was like that, wasn't mm. it? They was like at time you went up and nurse rat, nurse ratchet or whatever. The the window opened and you you got yeah. your pills and yeah. and and you know those uh, the tran- you know the um, the barbiturate tranquilizers and that they make everyone into a zombie. Yeah. Those yeah. things, jeez. And yeah, and if you didn't have power or money or status, then there was no way you were going to override. No. You know, doctors were gods and all that sort of rubbish. Good lord. Yeah, I do. Oh, so sad, isn't it? Mm. Um, all right, but moving on. Yeah, but no, but just, okay. So still though, I, I don't really understand why, why granddad would have, well, was there, was there a problem with alcohol in the family that made no. him, no, no one. Jerry was only drinker. Yeah, but. But he was here, I he, think. Granddad's. No, at home, sorry, not here. And grand, but granddad's father wasn't a, a huge drinker. No. Or grandfather or whatever. So he just, it was, just wasn't into it. And didn't... Probably didn't have the money. No. Did he go back to Ireland, Brendan? Yeah, for holidays and see his parents. He did go back. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, it's just it's just fascinating. Because, you know, now the the joke, 
in, Amer- in America is they're all Irish, aren't they? And everyone's got mm. Irish relative. It's something that everyone celebrates. I was over there on, on St. Patrick's Day once. In America? Yeah. And in, Bo- in Boston? Did you go to? No. It was um, Florida. Jerry and Cheryl. Mm-hmm. And everybody was wearing green on mm. St. Patrick's. Everyone. Yeah. And when we walked into the supermarket, there was piles of cabbages. Cause, and um, boiled bacon for boiled bacon. And, and oh, bacon and cabbage. Yeah. The whole front of the shop was full of it. In Florida. Isn't that weird? All right. So, for whatever reason... Granddad just wasn't interested in identifying as Irish or or whatever. I don't know why. Huh. And 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 so and just going back because that's something something I didn't know was so. Ed or Ted McCard McCardle, your granddad, was Scottish or not Scottish? He or wasn't Scottish. No, no, no. I know nothing about his family. Don't know anything about the. You ever been tempted to look into any of that? Well, I went on to Ancestor. Dot com or whatever. Yeah. And I got to a certain point and they wanted money. <laughs> yeah. So then I gave up. Yeah. And is and is there any um I'm just trying to work this out, it's a silly question because no, there's no there's no McCardle relatives because uh because I don't know if you had brothers. Oh no, well yeah, you don't even I don't know. know if you had brothers and sisters, I've got no idea. Huh. Very strange, isn't it? Um, all right. And so and yeah and then okay so going back to the island so your your dad's dad Thomas Tom mm. Dunn Thomas Dunn was was a farrier and his father before him was also what blacksmith or a farrier I think so yeah something like that and they'd once owned land and horses or something and they were sort of is is that is that right is that a, is that an apocryphal story they were tricked into signing over there no it, you know, my dad's dad yeah was talked into selling land and that yeah and they lost all the land and right. Yeah. So signed over the deeds to, and did they own horses? Was that the thing? I don't think they owned horses. It was just the land yeah, around Kilcock. Mm. And I told you about the going over to and the pub. There is in the lay of the lay of Kilcock. There's a. I've got the I've got the poem. Yeah, that poem and and how I went to the pub in in Kilcock and it was it was on the wall framed there. So mm. I still got I got the got the actual lay of Kilcock. Yeah, so they're obviously quite a well known family, if mm. nothing else. Because presumably it wasn't unusual to have 13 kids. That was just what all oh, the Catholic no. families, they, they all, all did them, that. Yeah. So there was something else going on that they they had enough to have a poem written about them. Yeah. Now I've got that poem at home. It's strange though. There's a poem written about that about the family mm. and for some reason. All right. So um, so somehow Grandad managed to blag this job as a chef, yeah. met Nan, lived in what, East London? Yeah. Because, but the restaurant was in Bayswater, wasn't it? Not so far from where me yeah. and Tina and the girls stayed around that part of the world. So Nan was probably still living at home in in the East Poplar End, or somewhere, something somewhere like that. Granddad was living where Bayswater. He was living there. And then when what did, when did they get married? Do you know what their wedding anniversary date was? June the twenty third, nineteen. He was twenty eight. All right, so it's 32. No, hold on. How much, how old did you say he was? 28. He was 28. 32, 1932. That would fit because Uncle Henry is four years, no, eight years older than you. Six. Six years older, okay. No, go, 
was a honeymoon baby. Oh, really? Yeah, definitely. Ah, she okay. wasn't pregnant and got married. No, no. <laughs> I wasn't suggesting impropriety. So there was... Uh, so 32. And when you got married, presumably then, that's when they moved in together. But Dagnum didn't happen just then. then. No, they was in Poplar. Oh, they were there. They lived in... With with her... No, no, no. No, no, no. no. In their own place in Poplar. Mm. Or maybe that was the house she was talking about. Then. Might be, yeah. Maybe that was what she was saying. All right. Which which explains why they always used to take me back down to um, Greenwich Tunnel and uh, Woolwich and all that because mm. that was an area they knew very well, very obviously, well, yeah. from living around there when they were a very young married couple. And um, Victoria Park. and Yes, of course, and all around there, Victoria Park, which is totally different now. God, if only they bought a house in Vic- around Victoria Park. God, yeah. Bloody hell. Um. All right, so they um, – and then Second World War, obviously 1939, you weren't born but Henry was, just a little baby, mm. just a very young boy anyway. And um, – Hang on a minute, he, was, he must have been born in 38. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was only – yeah, so he couldn't have been a honeymoon or uh, maybe the date. They must have got married in 37. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, what was I going to say about that? Yeah, but um, – was Grandad working as a chef still, but then was told he had to go in the fire brigade to... He had, had a choice. And my mum, typical my mum, said, go in the fire brigade because you'd be home at every night. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't think, well, I suppose she, maybe she didn't know what was going to happen. And She probably just thought he'd be putting out a couple of house fires. Yeah. Wouldn't be that. <laughs> so he, he was talked into oh the fire. Oh, Yeah. Oh, or that or going. So it wasn't, it, it, being that, Irish didn't matter. No, either that or the army or navy. Or... Yeah, but they wouldn't have, it, they wouldn't have, um, they wouldn't have uh, been prejudiced towards him for being Irish. It wasn't that. It was that he was just, okay, you can do, but no. <laughs> well, okay, we, we, we should explain why I'm laughing about that. Why, what, you know, why is that? Well, she was the, um, what shall I say? Matriarch? Word? I suppose so, yes. And and why is that decision, like she might have had the best intention about being home every night, but why why was that actually a, a very dangerous? Well, I mean, they're out in all the bombings. and It was the worst, wasn't it? It was, it was the worst. A farmer, like he could have been in the chef's corps in, in the army and yeah. cooking meals for the troops, but instead of that he was he was in the middle of the blitz. He was putting out fires in London. Like, and then his toe blown off. Yeah, his toe blown off. He had nine toes. <laughs> like, we got, I mean, I tell the story that I remember him telling me, or you did, because you know, obviously when you're a kid and you see your granddad's got nine toes, you want to know what the story is. I heard that he dived, he dived in some sort of ditch and a bit of shrapnel went through his boot and took his toe off. Is oh, that, I don't know about that. You don't, oh, don't you? That was the story that I've grown up oh, really? knowing, yeah. So what did you think? I just thought, you know, it was caught in a bomb and mm. his foot was damaged and then there was no toe there. I mean, maybe the story that was given to me was a more exciting one. Probably. But I've, I've just got this image of him in a fireman's outfit diving into a ditch and a bit of shrapnel going through his boot. It could well be. It doesn't make sense when you think about it, just his foot was sticking up or something. But anyway, yeah. he had nine toes, I do remember that. And he was born with 10. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I've, since then, I, I mean, I've heard, you know, in documentaries and things, you know, being a fireman in London was an absolute perilous, perilous job. Yeah. You know, akin to being a, a Battle of Britain Spitfire yeah. pilot, you know, because there was buildings collapsing everywhere. They were dropping bombs as you were trying to put out fires. Mm. 
the bombers could see everything because the fires were were raging, and the east end got absolutely flattened, Gutted, yeah. which was where they were living. So did they? Um, there's that. Well, there's also the story about the. I don't know again how true it is, but the, the the doodle bug and and Henry coming home from school and then pushing him out into a garden or something over a wall when a when a doodle bug dropped. Never uh, heard of that. Did, really? Mm. Oh, that's another story I heard. Mm. I mean, I, I have to ask Henry, but the story I heard was that he she was meeting him. He was walking home from school and a doodle bug came over, and it dropped. You know, as as it did when they ran out, when they ran out of petrol or, or fuel. Mm, and I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. There you go. So they, so but that story, if it's true, tells me that they were still. Oh no, I suppose because Dagnum would have been blown up as well. But when did they move to Dagnum? Well, it was before I got. I was born. Yeah, you were born there. So they must be forties, I suppose, or in the early forties. When did you don't know if their home got destroyed yeah, or? It was bombed. So their, their their home in the East End was bombed. And what and they, were they down the? Underground or anything? I couldn't tell you. Mum. <laughs> sort of conversations you don't have, I suppose. Yeah. All right, well, let's have let's have another song then. Because um, I've now just forced you to go back into your memory banks to get all these stories out. Well, let's have Dubliners, shall we? We've been talking about our island. Should we have the Dubliners? Yeah. Do you remember the, uh, the song you picked? No. <laughs> Was it? No, I don't. Pub with no beer. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right, let's have that bit of a a light interlude. It's lonesome away from your kindred and all by the campfire at night where the wild dingoes call. But there's nothing so lonesome, so dull or so drear Than to stand in the bar of a pub with no beer Now the publican's anxious for the quota to come There's a faraway look on the face of the bum The maid's gone all cranky and the cook's acting queer But a terrible place is a pub with no beer Stockman rides up with his dry, dusty throat. He breasts up to the bar, pulls a wad from his coat. But the smile on his face quickly turns to a sneer when the barman says sadly, the pub got no beer. There's a dog on the veranda for his master, he waits. But the bus is inside, drinking wine with his mates. He hurries for cover and he cringes in fear It's no place for a dog round a pub with no beer Oh Billy the blacksmith the first time in his life Has gone home cold sober to his darling wife He walks in the kitchen, she says you're really me dear then he breaks down and he tells her that the pub's got no beer. Oh, it's lonesome away from your kindred and all by the campfire at night where the wild dingoes call. 
But there's nothing so lonesome, so dull or so drear As to stand in the bar of a pub in no beer I hear this every Saturday night. <laughs> do, what, at home or when you go home, out? Home, I was going to say, when you, not when you go down the club or something. Yeah, so the, do you know the original one of that uh, is by? I only, I only just realised no. it when I saw it then. Slim Dusty. Really? Yeah, the Australian God. fellow. So it's actually written about an Australian pub with no beer. It's not an Irish tune. Oh, really? Tune. Yeah, yeah. Oh, golly. And, and just little silly facts. Um, my first job in Australia in Gosford in the emergency department up there... The head of the department, Dave Kilpatrick, Captain Kirk as we called him. Oh, Kirkpatrick, sorry, not Kilpatrick. Dave Kirkpatrick, Captain Kirk. He was one of the sons of Slim Dusty. Really? Yeah. Gee. Yeah, lovely bloke. So anyway, so so that was so the Dubliners pub with my beer. And I, and I do remember my entire childhood, along with, you know, the Elton John and yeah. Abra and all the rest, I do remember the Dubliners and the Furies yeah, and the absolutely. Wolf Tones and the all the yeah. rest of them. Which is strange because... Is that because dad dad got so, um, you know, as we as you just said, granddad didn't really care about Ireland or Irish heritage or any of that stuff. So was it more that when dad went there, when we went there that time, dad really fell in love with all the music, didn't he? He did, but I, I've got so many Irish friends. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so, okay. So Carmel and Porrick loved yeah, all that as well, didn't yeah. they, and all that stuff. And the girls I used to work with were nearly all Irish. Yeah, well, that was it, wasn't it? I was, it, it used to be... You'd be a nun or a nurse, couldn't you, if yeah. you're if you're Irish, or maybe a teacher if you're a female yeah. Irish. You know, if you lots of Irish girls I work with. Yeah, that's kind of was that a way of them es- es- not escaping but getting yeah, out, coming of, over, coming yeah. over. That is, as, and they made brilliant nurses, didn't they? they did. so, so you always grew up with that sort of um, affection for Ireland and 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 the Irish culture, I suppose. Um, all right, well. I've got so many questions about that. Is there any other stuff about the about your mum's side that I don't know about? I don't really think so. Yeah, so the history s- stops with with her parents. That's as much as you know. You don't know were they Eastenders for years? Well, I know she called it. I don't know why, but she called her father dirty old man. Oh, I really, and I don't. I don't know why. And that's the truth. Hmm. As soon as the wife died after the A&P repair, within a matter of weeks, he was married again. Oh, really? Yeah. So you had a you had like a step-grandmother. I had three more. Three? Three more? So he got married three more times after... Gee, so he would have died, died penniless, if nothing else, then. And he was married to um, a big, big woman. They had... Two children, Rosie and Louise, and Louise got killed. So stepsisters to to my mum. Yeah. Um, Louise got killed on the back of a motorbike. Um, You know the Devil's Devil's Punch Bar? Just move the closer to you. What's that? What's the Devil's Punch Bar? In Portsmouth. What's that? It's a huge road and it goes down such a depth. Oh, well, I know Portsmouth. I know that I remember the hill. I remember I remember working at the hospital there as a student. So in, in as you go into Portsmouth from outside it, you go down a big hill into Portsmouth, you it's mean? It's called Devil's Punch Bar. Right. was your favourite motorbike sort of yeah. thing, was it? And they were going around that and the sun caught, the, you know, the glasses or something 
and he blinded and they went, they got killed. Oh. Went down. Blimey. And um, then Rosie. So that was your mum's, one of your mum's stepsisters. Uh, yeah, and Rosie, she married a lovely fellow, George Wyatt. And had one, or one child, I think. So it's like a cousin, your cousin, really. Yeah. And um, she went off with some other man. Who, Rosie? Mm. So Nan didn't really keep in contact with, with them or did? Oh, she did, yeah. Mm. For time, yeah. I don't remember them at And all. then he, she had another woman called Lil. He did? Yeah, Lil, an old shriveled up woman. He <laughs> <laughs> um, had about four or five boys. So he just, just didn't want to be alone, mm, couldn't stand being... Well, you don't. And he played the violin. Oh. And oh, Hen yeah, okay. Yeah. And Henry used to do traditional jazz. Hen your brother Henry? Used to enjoy traditional Li jazz. Yeah, listening yeah. to it. Well, when you say traditional jazz, you mean like Glenn Barber type stuff or... That's not his name, is it? Barber. Was um, it Bar No. Barber, but it's not Glenn. Not Chris. Chris. Chris, Chris Barber, sorry. Who am I thinking of? Glenn Miller. Glenn oh, Miller, yeah. sorry. No, Chris Barber. And uh, he said, I'll just accompany him with, with a banjo. <laughs> What did who who did? My granddad used to play the banjo and the violin. What he used to when Henry was trying to listen to his records, yeah. he used to play along to. Him. Oh, that's annoying for anyone. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's annoying. That's, that's something that annoys me if people try and do that. Yeah. Okay. And Henry's not a very patient man, as we know. No, no. Hopefully, he'll be listening to this one day. Oh God! Soon, we'll talk about Henry in a minute. So, um, all right. So, um, at some point. Um, Nan and Grandad were bombed out of the East End. Yeah. At that stage, obviously, the the um, Dagnum had exploded. Like tens of thousands of these new houses were built to to take the homeless people from East End, and um, um, and so, and then Grandad got a job at after the war at Ford. Just just yeah. After once you know, he finished up as a fireman at the end of the war. Didn't mm -hmm. stay in the fire service after. Was, uh, I, I know he went off with a sickness with his foot. You know? Right. And he went to Warley. That's where they. Oh. That's where they. Um, not not a psychiatric. No, part. like a like a to um, to recover yeah. convalescence. Yeah. Where they used to wheel all the yeah. injured people outside and yeah. get some fresh air yeah. and and all of that. Yeah. Oh, that would have been very nice. Mm. It's beautiful up there, isn't it? Especially mm. then. It was mm. before they put the M twenty five slap through the yeah. middle of it. Okay, so they went out there. Actually, the only story I remember about that, about the the fire thing, apart from the tow story, was that there was at some stage when when Nan and Granddad went over to some holiday camp or wherever they went on their holidays, may have even been to the Mediterranean or something. They went away somewhere, and there was some acts in the cabaret where the bloke had ladders and was walking around on a ladder, and he he would part of the act was to get someone out of the audience to see if they could do it. No one could. Except apparently, Granddad Cook, because he was used to, as a, I yeah. remember the words, messing around on ladders during <laughs> as a fireman. So apparently, really, I never it. knew yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. just, so I remember that from when they used to come back from one of the holidays. Mm. Okay, so all right, so you, um, so what was it? What what are your? So you were born in Barking Hospital, was that? Yeah, or? Upney. Upney, yeah. It's closed now, presumably. It's no, 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 it's still a hospital. It's still got maternity, and it does. Ophthalmic, I think. Oh. Because yeah. it was one of my bugbears. I was saying 
to you, I think, the other day about, you know, you can, there's this website even gone, which is the Lost Hospitals of London or something, and there's the hundreds of them. Mm. And they were just beautiful little places, weren't they? Often just one ward or... Yeah. And yeah. they were just... I think it's only maternity. Yeah. Mostly. An outpatient ophthalmic. And a bit of outpatients. <laughs> so you're born there. And... um. And the, and the and the schools are, I I hadn't I don't, actually I sort of remember one of them but you were uh, um, Dorothy Barley was it yeah was your primary school yeah that was in Dagenham yeah and Erkenwald uh, Erkenwald yeah Erkenwald secondary from eleven you left school at fifteen yeah was it did anyone stay on past no and everyone was out yeah fifteen so was that like Fourth year was that called? Or? Yeah. Uh, God. And that, did you know anyone that went on and did A levels? No. Or university? Just no, nobody. Nothing. Ridiculous that anyone would do that. Huh. Do you, what do you remember about the school? Do you like? Did you like it? It was a fine. It was um. It was girls and boys. You know, you weren't yeah, with coed. You, yeah, you weren't with the boys. Oh, it was separated. Yeah. But, in, but there were boys in the school. Yeah, and there was a. a Petition line in in the playground where the fence were. Oh, so the boys were one side. And women oh, were. so you weren't even allowed to mix up break no. time. <laughs> that sounds like a recipe for disaster. Mm. So, do you remember? Did you have a boyfriend? No, Dad, no. Dad, Dad will never listen to this, don't we? No, 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 no. no. Oh. So, they, no, don't remember any boys or anything at the school. Eddie Sharman. Eddie Sharman. <laughs> I know that name. He was Mrs. Sharman's son. Mrs. Sharman's son. Yeah. Yeah, but he lived around the corner. Yeah. But he went to the same school. Yeah. Okay. And um No, he went to grammar. Does that mean he passed his eleven plus? Yeah. So if you went to a grammar school, did that mean you were more likely to stay on and do A levels and uh um, Yeah, I don't think anybody did though. I don't know anybody. No one knew yeah, it just wasn't a thing that no. people did. You just want to get out in the workforce and yeah. earn some money, I suppose. Um and even Henry obviously um, I think you mentioned this. Your brother Henry um, trained Briggs toolmaker. Yeah. So he, even he must have gone into a so it was a trade basically. Oh yes, Left very school. good trade that was. Yeah, toolmakers are good. Mm. Was that what good? As in it was tough to get into. You had to do apprenticeship, didn't you, for three years or something? Mm. And what Briggs is that company? Is Ford's really? You know where Major Dagnum? Have you ever seen it? Yeah, well, no, I haven't. But I know, yeah, the the story of the the, it, the, la was, the ladies. That's where it was all the women. What walked out for next door to where he was. Which was what? What was the department? The tool making department. But they were in the machinist bit. Machinists, with, yeah, with the chairs and that seats. Right. So you weren't on the production line or whatever, oh, but yeah, you were yeah. making the you were making the machines, or and you were looking after them, like the, the the machines that would cut the metal or whatever else. He, well, I suppose it design was it for me metal worker. I don't know. Tool maker actually did you what you worked the um, was it the tie and um, was it called the tap and tap and die? Well, I don't know because then after that he went to Hawker Sidley. Oh, the engine maker, uh, the aircraft, aircraft, yeah. The, and he's done that design there, so. Well, how did he move from one to the other? When, when he finished apprenticeship, done. Oh, so he didn't stay on and work at Ford once he'd finished no, his apprenticeship? Because no. there wasn't a job for him? I think he did, but then eventually there was a better job there. So where was the Hawker Sidley factory? I think it was in London, it was offices, you know, where you'd 
You design. Where in London? Pass. So, don't know. so when you say in London, that's something that Pete Carter always laughs about when we when we speak about going up London. So you mean again in the city, or at least further west than sort of Whitechapel? Further west. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So when so all right, well we'll come. Oh no, well let's let's well, let's have another song, and then we'll come <laughs> up to Henry's story because it's a bit unusual, isn't it, for that at that sort of time to go to America? Have a giggle then. What's the next song? Well, should we have the Furies then? Yes, all right. Red Rose Cafe. Oh, I love this. <laughs> they come from the farms and the factories too And they all soon forget who they are The cares of today are soon washed away As they sit at a stool by the bar The girl with green eyes in the rolling stone shirt Doesn't look like she walks on the land The man at the end He's a very good friend Of a man who sells cars second hand Down at the Red Rose Cafe In the harbour by the port just outside Amsterdam Everyone shares in the songs and the laughter Everyone there is so happy to be there The salesman likes with a few pints of beer And he tried not to speak about trade The poet won't write any verses tonight He may sing a sweet serenade So pull up a chair and forget about life It's a good thing to do now and then And if you like it here, I have an idea Tomorrow, let's all meet again Down at the Red Rose Cafe In the harbour There by the port Just outside Amsterdam Everyone shares In the songs And the
Hello to my ears. Out. I don't know. Let me see. I don't know if I can tell, but it doesn't sound like it was recorded in the sixties or or seventies or, or something. Was it? Is it? Or does it go? Is that the version that you yeah, know? That yeah. was the same version. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I just scribbled down a couple of thoughts there. I had with you know when when I because music was never something that was a big part of your life really at all all, was it still not still not (laughs) i know which is kind of ironic with this but i knew that yeah because well i mean saturday night was music night in our house yeah dad put it dad would put his records on with some of which were irish you know but it wasn't like a house that was filled with music all the time Mm. which is kind of ironic the way i've sort of turned out with Mm. music and all the rest of it but what you what i think what i've written down the things that i wrote down well there was that classic minor to major to minor to major so happy sad happy sad very sort of irish you know it all gets a bit serious then it goes all jubilant and and the other thing was that i I, when in these interviews and generally i see when i interview people it seems to me that you can divide arbitrarily people into people that listen to music and i've said this before is and and hear the lyrics and 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 people that are, people are drawn to the lyrics and the stories in the songs and and that's what that is a me, story yeah. song you're into that lyrics, yeah. lyrics and what it means and then there's the other side which is me where there's some songs that I've I'd even say some of my favourite songs I've got no idea what the song's about or yeah. the, you know I, I sort of vaguely know some of the words but I just don't hear the lyric I hear the music yeah. and the sounds and yeah. the way it's produced and the and the instruments and, and and the tones and things but I don't pay attention and that's you're very much I think. You're into what stories lyrics is about, mm. which 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 explains why you'd like so much Irish music and Johnny Cash because they're mm. they're always stories, Story, aren't they? Isn't it? Mm, yeah. Which makes sense. All right, so um, there was something else now I had to ask. Um, now, we'll, um, oh Henry, well we're going to talk about Henry, but I don't know what order to do is. No, we do. Well, we go Henry first, then I'm going to then I'm going to get you to talk about religion. <laughs> well, no, no, your your experience of religion, because you know there was a kind of there was a moment which we'll come to, wasn't there? There was a well, not a moment, but there was a switch which was which was uh, I think in the early nineties or so, kind of thing. Anyway, we'll come to that. Yeah, but Henry, so just well, summarize your brother. You're you've got one brother, my yes. uncle Henry. He's yeah. six years six older. years older than you, mm-hmm. and at some point. I think when he was in his twenties, so he was he was a tool maker, which you heard was a brilliant trade. Mm. If you came from a working class background, that was actually a really good trade. Mm. Obviously, lots of work. Um, didn't know he went to Hawker Siddeley, but I'm I'm assuming that that's a a very good job mm-hmm. in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden, what he up sticks? He just says, "Right, I'm off." Well, he kind of thought he could do better elsewhere, so he went to. Canada. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you went to Canada because first. you have to get a blue, a green, green card. card, right? So even in those days, you had to get the yeah. Oh. And the first interview in America, they said to him, "Get rid of that accent." Oh. Mm. Get rid of the English accent. Mm. They said it was a Cockney accent, but. <laughs> well. Yeah, I suppose that's changed, though, isn't it? The sort of cartoonish Cockney yeah. accent you get now isn't. I mean, Nan, Nan's a Cockney. She didn't. She yeah. didn't talk like no. like Dot Cotton from bloody no. Eastenders or whatever. So no. anyway, yep. So he went to um, was it General Motors? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, you tell me. I was think. it Ford's or General Motors? I think it was GM, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. And then 
worked as a toolmaker there. No, yeah, toolmaker. Was he? There. Yeah. Was he toolmaker? Okay, yeah. Um, so how long was he in Canada? Oh, only a matter of, say, six months or something like Right. That. In Toronto, presumably just across yeah, the yeah. Great Lakes. Uh, and he went with a chap from Portis Avenue, Alex. Portis Avenue in Dagenham. Mm. So he was a toolmaker as well. I don't know what Alex was, to be honest with you. Okay. So the two of them, right, okay. But, okay, so I know what you're saying. So that, but the interesting, what I want to do is just backtrack slightly, though, because there came a, a, a moment where he, presumably, was still living at home and you yeah. were, you were probably, you weren't nursing then. You were, I was. Oh, you were? Okay. When he I was on night duty. I could, well, you remember the moment, you remember the conversation. When he when he sort of broke this news, no, I don't remember that at all. Oh, what's the night duty bit then? Well, I was on night duty the day he was leaving. Oh, the right. UK. I understand. And I cycled home quick to say goodbye. Huh. In the morning, you'd yeah. finish your night. Where were you working? Not Rush, Rush Green. Rush. Oh, you were Rush Green. Yeah. So you cycle back to Dagenham. I did it every day of the week. There you go. I mean, that's uh, something else, isn't it? It's just a. I mean, I, I absolutely. I mean, so how many miles? That's like. Eight miles, ten, yeah, something like that. Eight. Yeah. You cycle ten miles to and from work to work as a night as a nurse, including nights, on your bike. Bloody hell! I mean, it just just doesn't happen now. Everyone, every family's got two cars, yeah. and no, every, I always on Okay, so but even going further back though, there must have been a moment where he had a decent job, but something about something about America, something about. Well, Canada, America. What what well, was that all about? It was a be- you know, it was better opportunities there. You know, what, opportunities for what though? Work and money, I suppose. Yeah, I guess I got to. You know what? I should try and interview him, shouldn't I? Oh, good luck. Yeah. No, he always he'll open up to me. Yeah. He always apologises to me. He thinks I'm still angry with him for shouting at me in the back of his truck that time. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Henry, if you're li- if you're listening, I am not angry <laughs> with you. I love you. Um, uh, yeah, but no, so so what I'm getting at is the, well, I'm guessing it was then early 60s, London. Yeah. I mean, it was on the cusp of the swinging 60s mm. when London was the centre of the universe. One would have thought that opportunities were about to... Although my, maybe I'm looking through rose tinted but it was a, it was a grimy, horrible place, London, mm. wasn't it? For many oh, yeah. years, people say this, but it was actually a grimy, grey, wet, Fog, foggy, smog. cold. So maybe that was part of it. it. Might have been, yeah. But then why didn't you go to New York or Los Angeles or you know anywhere? We went to the motor industry. Went to the motor industry, I suppose. Yeah, Michigan. which was that was it, wasn't it? Detroit. But maybe he just like he had an adventurous spirit. Do you, what were your memories of him growing up as a as a brother and sister? Were you close? No. Straight. I think because six big, years was it's a big difference. Big difference. Isn't it? Yeah. So you were like the annoying little sister, maybe yes. when he was. But still, you must have been quite in awe of him with his old as an older brother with all his mates and all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, it was all the boys who were around and all that was. Time. He, he had, a, and I know he's still got all those friends mm. from those days. So he must have had. He must have been a popular bloke. In but he's always moaning about them. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not then. Probably not then, no. But he, he had a he, had, he must have had a decent circle of friends, mm. and and well, did he ride motorbikes or was he motorbikes? And yeah. then he was get fed up getting wet. <laughs> He's a grumpy sod, isn't he? And then um, oh, that's where I get it from. Uh, and then he got um, a cyclo- yeah. uh, Zephyr. 
Oh, the, yeah, Ford Zephyr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Ford? Ford Zephyr. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So he, he obviously just went, right, I've had enough of this. There's there's the promised land or something. Whatever. Probably. And, a bit and like bro- you. Bit, well, yeah, except it, well, we can talk about me, but... Uh, well, I can tell you. I can tell you. My my thing was never planned. I never. I never had any interest in. I, yeah, as you know, I'm that rare person that loves Romford. You know, Gideon Park. I've never had a. You know, I love London. Love England. Never had any desire to leave it at all. He was slightly different. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't he. He he was. He had a dissatisfaction mm. in some way with London or whatever. But he, um, in I suppose the difference was by the time I went as a student. Every every bugger was backpacking around Australia mm. in those days, and and you know American or so much I suppose, but but it was a thing, wasn't it? You could yeah. you could jump on an aeroplane for not much money, but those days it meant what? How, how long was the? It was a. What did he fly or did he get a boat to fly? He did fly it, yeah. Which that was quite expensive, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I would in, have thought so. Yeah, in the sixties, BOAC or whatever mm, it was. BOAC, yeah, yeah. I only know that from the Beatles song, you know the, um, um and and. And do you remember, did he say, oh, look, I'm just going to try it for a year and see how it goes? Or did I've he... got no idea. Oh, you don't remember that conversation? No. Did your, I know I know, Nan was very upset. Mm. Was Grandad or did he, didn't really. Didn't really say anything. Didn't say anything again. Well, all right. Well, then let me ask a question out of the blue then. I think what happens a lot, not with you and, not, not with you and Dad, but it seems to me that from talking to lots of people, people have and reading different things, people have completely different characters with their grandchildren than what they did with their children. Mm-hmm. You know, as some were completely very stern and didn't talk and, and, and were quite sort of austere and and then when they're grandparents, it all changes. Their That's com- right. And that was I, I, what I'm hearing. It was my experience then, wasn't it? Cause it was because Grandad said that he spent more time with you right. than us because he's at work. Right. So it was a partly that he was always at work. So yeah. that does breed. That's right. So it was just being being around because mm. I suppose hours were long in those days. As Grandad was a fall. No, no, it wasn't a foreman. Maintenance man at Ford, which was massive. Mm. Um, and he worked five days a week. Nights and days. Did he? Shift work one week again. On, oh, one my week, God. Yeah. Dad just mentioned that actually. Did you know that? Dad just said to me the other two days ago, he just said, I decided, paraphrasing what he said, I decided as a as a young teenager, I suppose, seeing his dad come back and forward from the what, the sugar factory? Yeah, taking lot. Taking lot that he wouldn't he was not mm. shift work, he was never gonna do it. Mm. And I, I totally I totally understand that. Shift work is a killer. Well it is, I've done many years of it. Isn't it? Mm. It's a killer. And 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 also in these days, well, number one, health I think is totally different because mm. because hospitals can't shut down and 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 you know it's twenty it truly is twenty four seven obviously, mm. unlike a Ford factory that would that would close down for Christmas and would mm. close down for public holidays and all the rest of it, and also, so that's one thing. But shift work in those days they didn't know all about the way that you. You know, it's bad to have more than four night shifts in a row. Yeah. You never go late early. You, I used you know. to do eight in a row sometimes. Oh, just – and isn't it just the most dispiriting, that feeling that you're going into night yeah. shifts and you're sleeping during the daytime, you don't want to sleep during the daytime and – You can't sleep. You can't sleep during the daytime. 
Mind you, I was going to say, and it gives you a lifelong. For me, it's ruined my sleep patterns and this sort of unnatural, morbid um, fascination with sleep. But you actually sleep amazingly. You're you're immune to jet lag, which is annoying for me. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, okay, so. This is the rabbit hole. This this is the situation. I I dive off down rabbit holes. Unfortunately, sorry. So Henry goes to America. It doesn't. It, your nan's up. Your mum's upset. My nan's upset. Granddad just carries on, and then Henry finds himself a wife pretty quick. Yeah, comes with a couple of kids. Three three, three, three kids. kids. Jerry, Tom, and rest in peace, Tom. Debbie. Debbie. Tom. Debbie and and Jerry, Jerry and uh, Jerry and Debbie are, are twins. twins. Um, <laughs> I imagine <laughs> I don't know much we can say about all of that, considering that Henry might listen to this. But yeah. presumably, it wasn't too. It wasn't the best news that 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 your mum and dad received. Oh, no, my mum said, "Look, getting married. He's got to buy three set three pairs of shoes for the kids. And kids already. They're already young. What happened to their dad?" Were they from the same? Did, did did Tom, Jerry, and Debbie have the same father? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I think he was a drinker and used to hit oh. her. Used to hit her. Oh, used, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, right. Mm. Oh, she was a lovely lady as mm. well, wasn't she? Um, again, rest in peace. Um, so, but but yeah, that was a big thing. So, how how long after Henry got to America did did he did he meet Hilda? That which is I should say which is. The, the lady we were talking about who he married well next month is 51 years for me and dad yes Matt, of, of wedding wedding anniversary we should say yep you're married 51 years and I think he was at about two or three years more than me mm. yeah so you were married 67 they were maybe 65 so it couldn't have been long after he arrived no, there no and then, and then, obviously, had two children of their own, Shirley yeah. and Matt. Yeah. Um, and I'm, as you know, I've got, got I've become very close to Matt yeah. again in the last few years, which has been great. Um, he didn't send me a Christmas card. He didn't. No, no, I didn't either. Oh, actually, I did. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's a that's a dying. Oh, isn't it? I mean, your generation are brilliant at writing, knowing the dates and cards. It's no excuse because we've all got bloody phones and that that's now. Right. No one sends anyone. Any. But I do find I did find that. One of the ladies, actually English lady at work, um, who used to be a nurse. She's a lovely lady from Newcastle, Michelle. She she put me onto the moon pig thing. Yeah, yeah. So every year I got now I've now I now you get a card every year and you get presents because because I can do it all online, <laughs> which is good. Anyway, so um, okay, so Henry moves there. You um, so you do a bit of time before you nurse. You're in the city. Which is where you saw your uncle that time, which is which was which was news to me. But tell me, so what? How did the transition come from um, from what you were doing to nursing? I worked in the stockbrokers. Yeah, what we what we doing there? Cashier was it? No, W W W Green Green Finch Lane. What was it? W Green, I think. Yeah, in where? So whereabouts? Finch Lane. Where's that? City Stock Exchange. No, it's right near the Bank of England, actually. Um, How'd you get that job? Well, when we were at school, we were put through to interviews. Oh, like careers sort of yeah, thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, right. So, and what they said, I've got you an interview next week. At yeah. Blimey. So, you, so you, then you went up there on the district line. Was that was that open then? District line was... 
We're district in central, yeah. So district was going. So you'd to get the bank. into the bank on the district line. Had an interview. Do you remember that? Who interviewed you? The boss. Really? Mr. Osman. Huh. What was he, a stockbroker? Well, he wasn't a stockbroker. He was the manager. Was he? Oh, the manager of the girls that would... What was your job there? Um, I used to type up all the contracts. Oh, when when they sold some when they sold something. Or I was on the sold side. Ah, oh, so it wasn't right. Not contracts, as in when you get a job contract. You mean like they make a sale, someone buys yeah. it. You have to they they say right buy sell, but then the contract actually has to be typed yeah. up. I've gotcha. Yeah. So you you learn to be a typist. Yeah. At school. At night school. Oh, afterwards you didn't learn that at school, huh? Shorthand? Oh, uh, yeah, but it wasn't very good, so I gave that up. That's bloody weird anyway, yeah. isn't it? Shorthand. I don't suppose that happens anymore, does it? Short- I don't think so, you know. Just record it into a little thing. Shouldn't think so. All right, so how long did you do that for? Um, Two years. Two years? From 16 to, or whatever to 18? Because I went into nursing before I... I was... You can start nursing at 18, but mm. I went at 17. Oh, so 15 to 18, maybe. Mm. Hmm. So you did that for two years, and what didn't you didn't make much of an impression? Was it boring? Was that? I, it's a job I didn't want to do. Yeah, I always wanted to nurse. Oh, you did want to nurse. Mm. So why didn't? You, oh, so you you weren't old enough when mm. you left school at fifteen. Mm. You just could. Okay, so you had to do something until, gotcha. All right. So you didn't use that. Well, you just kept yourself to yourself. Got on the train home. Yeah, and didn't met some girls. We used to walk all up, walk home together if we. Sometimes you used to get off at Upney and walk down the alleyway or mm. with a crowd of us. If not, I'd get off at Beckentree. And right. So you wouldn't you wouldn't hang about in the city and go out because you never you never no. bothered with pubs and all that anyway, did you? Hmm. So that must have been fifty nine, sixty that Probably, sort of time. Yeah. That sort of time. So I always remember getting quite exasperated with you and Dad. Oh, yeah. Especially, <laughs> well, let me let me finish my sentence with the um, missed opportunities that you had to see some of the all time great, you know, musicians. I suppose they just you didn't know at the time. You could have you could have seen the Who, you could have seen the Rolling Stones, you could have seen the Beatles, you could have seen Jimi Hendrix later on, you know, Cream, you, you name it, all of the greats. You were in London at that time, and you didn't see any of them. You weren't interested. No. Terribly frustrating for me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, not your fault. That's not what you're into. Um, All right, so you go nursing and Rush Green is where you do all your... You mentioned this now. That was something I didn't... I didn't realise that you did all your training at Rush Green as well. So you did... Where does it say that now? Schools, education, night school for shorthand type. Where did you do night school? Where did I do it? Mm. Bifron School. What's that? Bifrons. What's that? Um, go up the end of Lily Church. Oh, it was really close to... Yeah, across the Porters Avenue is a school up there. And night school means you were at school then going after no, school you, or you'd left school? I'd left school. So you did it in the evenings? Yeah. So it wasn't nights, it was like 6 till 9pm yeah, or something, something, something like that. Gotcha. All right. And then, and what was the process to get accepted for nursing? The Rush Green School of Nursing. There you go. Yeah, you had to go into entrance test. Mm-hmm. As I didn't have any qualifications, mm-hmm. you had to do a multiple choice kind of thing. And in those days, stupid question, question, but we know, well, maybe not stupid for everyone, but in those days there was no 
lectures for two years and then you started nursing, you know, later on, it was like you were on the wards from day one as a... No. You weren't on the wards from day one. You've done three mo- months in uh, um, PGS. What's, what's that? Preliminary training school. Right. Three months. Mm-hmm. And then you went on the wards. Yeah. And you had lectures. Mm-hmm. You might have been on duty, but you had to go off to a lecture. Right. Then go back to work. Yep, to go back on the wards. Yeah. Right. Yep, yep. And it was and it took three years before SRN, is that staff? State registered. State nurse. registered nurse, yeah, okay, okay. Yep. And then you started as a as a staff nurse or was that yeah, the thing? Yeah. yeah. State registered nurse. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And enrolled nurse was was, was that available? It's a two year course that yeah. was the girls. The enrolled nurse. Yeah, they're fantastic workers, but didn't have quite, um, I shouldn't say IQ, but they didn't pass. Right, so the ones that didn't pass, and they ended up wearing the light brown dresses. No, no, they wore the same as us, but we wore blue belts, and I think they wore red. Right, and so they wouldn't be in charge of a shift or oh, something. No, no, they no. would, they would be, and that would, they, they wouldn't be giving medicines or whatever. They would no, be, they no, do but more the cleaning. It might help you. Yeah, okay, yeah. gotcha. They're fine. They're great workers. Yeah, yeah. And that was when you first ran into a whole load of Irish girls, presumably. Yeah. Those times. Mm. All right, and then including what was that when Aldra was? Uh, yeah. That was when you met Jen Pierce. Yeah. Joan. Oh no, Joan was your first boss. She was sister. your first boss. Yeah. Sister. Yeah. She was a sister at Rush Green yeah. when you were... All these were lifelong friends, really, mm-hmm. weren't they? How did you spell Olga, by the way? I've always... A-L-J-T-E, I think. Really? Yeah. Always wanted to ask that because I have grown up, and as I say Olga, I, I think of two things. I think of the, the Green Army truck that she bought me as a present. And oh, my, yeah. Thing, and, I, and, I, and her name, O-L-D... J E R Olja. That was in my in my mind. Oh. That I know because now yeah. I know it was an Irish name, yeah. right? It was a Gaelic. No, Dutch. Oh, Dutch name was it? Her oh. father was a seaman. Oh, is that right? Was she Dutch? Yeah. Oh, so and spell it again. A L T J E, I think. Right. So be like Olja. He used to sell huh. waste paper on ships and barges. Oh. So they used to listen to the weather forecast every day to see if he'd be home early or. Oh, so was he was he on the Thames, or was well, he out uh, in the no, ocean? I think he went out in the ocean. Where did that? Where did she live? Rush Green. She lived on the Rush in the Green hospital. No. Oh no, no, she had her Rush own. Green Road. Because she never married or anything, did no, she? She lived with her mother. And she became like the top. She became like the matron. Yeah, did she? she's quite high up. Yeah. Matron? No. Yeah. Well, was she, I suppose she was a matron then. Yeah. She be, like the head nurse of the she whole. She was hospital. senior nurse and mm. then yeah, promoted. And and. Uh, Jen uh, Pierce, whose name was Jen. Oh God, now I've forgotten my maiden name. Jen Oates. Oates, yeah. Jen Oates was the same class as you. Yeah. So you and her became best mates. She from was on the male side. No, I was on the female. She was on the female. No, I was on the female side. She was on the male side. But did she start student nurse day no, one? No, no, no. She trained in. Um, Ramsgate or somewhere like that. Oh, so she came as a qualified nurse and yeah. you started work on the same. Yeah. Right, gotcha. Okay. And I said, I'll play you the, the, you know, that speech I gave you the other day. But I, um, I, I do remember the Christmas parties at Rush Green and eating. Do you remember mm. when I ate all those meringues and vomited everything on the way out? Who? I, I ate about six of those 
well, probably more of those meringues. That's where Eve must get it from, with the cream in the middle. You know, you've oh, got yeah, those two yeah, yeah. two shells with yeah. the cream in the middle meringue, and then and then a little chocolate thing yeah. stuck in. I just remember this Christmas party, and there must have been in my mind the the the, the table was as big as this room filled with cakes. Yeah. And I just, a bit like the ceremony yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember having, I don't know how many of those, and then vomiting when I, <laughs> when I got home. So, so Rush Green Hospital, okay. And you were living at home, cycling to Rush Green every day. That's, 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 that's mind-blowing. Um, um, and then, all right, and then at some point you meet this dodgy fella from Wandsworth. Yeah. And what was that? was a house party somewhere. Yeah. Where, where, at, where was that? Up at the Robin Hood. The Robin Hood roundabout in no no um, oh the Robin Hood pub yeah where was it that was again? a house near there but that was in Dagenham yeah Robin Hood round Robin Hood pub, pub was on the Robin Hood intersection or whatever it was that it was that massive it's gone actually that pub is it it's, it's a college there as well I do remember that it was a massive pub wasn't it yeah yeah on the and there was and why was Dad there I suppose I should ask him in his interview well I knew the girl. And he knew the fella. House party? Yeah. Engagement party? No, no, it was a party. They were married? No. And they were friends, and I think they met Dad at a holiday camp or something. Oh. I think. Was Dad there with his friends? What? I probably wouldn't have gone on his own, but I don't know. You don't remember? No. Well, what do you remember? I remember seeing this lovely looking fella. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was with somebody else, but he wasn't. You thought I thought you thought you knew him. No, I thought he was a nice fella. Yeah. And I thought he was with another girl, but it wasn't with anybody. Oh, okay. So what? Who spoke to whom? Oh, I don't know. Just might have said gather dance or something. You know. You don't know. No. Don't be don't be shy. I'm not shy. I'm just telling you. I don't know. You'd have to ask him. I don't know. Well, what do you remember? There's a nice bloke. And then he asked me out for a date. And I had to go up to the... Um, oh, where did you go? You didn't go to Wandsworth? No. We used to meet halfway at... Um, oh, yeah. Monument? No, not the Monument. Yeah. Oh, no. Halfway would be... Um, be more like... District... Um, West End? Oh, bloody hell. Um, see, I can see it. You know, I know... Trafalgar Square. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a station at Trafalgar Square. Well, there's, I mean, there's depends which direction you're going off. There's there's Charing Cross. No. I used to meet in Bankman, didn't you? Did you? Yeah, did, yeah. Did you used to meet down there? Yeah, I, yeah. I remember that. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so you met in Bankman. That makes sense. And where would you go? We only went to a pub down. Um, <laughs> Dad, Dad took you to the pub, did he? Down um, <laughs> that street facing the station. What a surprise. Yeah. There's some good pubs around there, though. Yeah. He would have known. He would have known quite a few of the good ones, I'm sure. So I used to go meet up, and you'd have presumably a, a just a a bit of lemon or something. I used to sometimes drink port and lemon then. Ah, did you? Mm. Um, and how long? How long before he popped the question? Where Where did he ask you to marry him? I don't remember him asking. What? Me. I don't. We were going out for a year, then we got. Don't be coy. I'm not being coy, but you I must remember him asking you to marry I you. I do not remember, and that's the truth. That's not. That's a fib. <laughs> did he give you a ring? Yes, I had a lovely ring. I know you got a lovely ring. So then, when did he give it to you? A year after we got married. But I, do you know I don't? A year remember. after you got married. No, a year before. 
I don't, honestly, I don't. You don't remember him asking you to marry no, him? No, I do not. That's the truth. I love your ring and it got stolen. Yeah. Yeah. That house breaking, wasn't it? Now. Mm. All right. Well, I'll let you. Well, you left to let, uh, you left to ask your father. I don't it's know terribly that. frustrating. Anyway, all right. I'll let you off that one then. So at some point, he might have asked you to marry him, or or, or something happened because you did get married. I know because I've seen the photos, and that was sixty seven. Yeah. So how long were you going out before? A year. A year before. That's we were going out for a year and engaged for a year. Oh, okay. So two years. Okay, gotcha. So you met in sixty five. Yeah. Putting it together. Okay. And in the meantime, England won the World Cup. Yeah. Oh, and your best mate, well, I always say she's your best mate, but Jean Barry. Yeah. That, that, she has something else. I don't, well, all right. Presumably, when she, that was Robin, Rodney Marsh. She, Rodney Marsh, She yeah. married. Queen's Park Rangers. Did you still stay friends when, he, when she married him? They kind of drifted apart Drif- and she went to America to live. Oh, was he playing for the Tampa yeah. Bay thing? But I met... I used to go to Waitrose quite often, but I don't go to Waitrose anymore. Mm. But I used to meet her sister Joan quite a bit. Oh. And that's only... Where? Lot. In Upminster? In Waitrose, funny enough, half the time. In Upminster? Yeah. Huh. So what, So, no plans to see her? No. Where's she now? In America. Oh, they're still married? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think, yeah. So he still lives there? Yeah. And just for those people that don't know... English football in the 60s and 70s. Just explain who Rodney Marsh is. Rodney Marsh is a, a, a footballer. I, don't know, I can't remember what position, but he played for Queen's mm. Park Rangers. Mm-hmm. One of the greats, right? Mm. Did he, play, he played for England, didn't he? I don't know about England, actually. But he was up there, wasn't he? he was oh, a, yes, yeah. Where did they meet? Got married at the same church as us. Did they? And we weren't allowed f- photographs inside the church, but they were. Because <laughs> he was a <laughs> VIP. Did you go and you went to that marriage, that, yeah, that wedding? Yeah. When, was that after yours or before? About three weeks after us. Oh, okay. Mm. And Russell's dad didn't do the photos for that one? No, no. I think they had like, papers, newspapers. Oh, because he, he was famous already mm. then. You don't know when they met. And was he, was he a, a Dagenham lad? Was he a, did he, was no. he, was he a West London boy playing at Queen's Park Rangers? Probably, but I, I wouldn't like to honestly tell you. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, okay, so you didn't, so you missed out on all of the jet set. You could have been, 1966, you might have been in with the England team, but yeah. that didn't happen. All right, so, um, um, all right, well, let's have the next, let's have the next song, shall we? All right. And then we'll ask you about religion. Oh, don't ask the question. What are we going to do? Should we have a Johnny Cash? Go on, then. <laughs> Well, I left Kentucky back in 49 and went to Detroit working on assembly line. The first year they had me putting wheels on Cadillacs. Every day I'd watch them beauties roll by and sometimes I'd hang my head and cry because I always wanted me one that was long and black. One day I devised myself a plan that should be the envy of most any man. I'd sneak it out of there in the lunchbox in my hand. Now getting caught meant getting fired, but I figured I'd have it all by the time I retired. I'd have me a car worth at least a hundred grand. I'd get it one piece at a time, and it wouldn't cost me a dime. You'd know it's me when I come through your town. 
style I'm gonna drive everybody wild Cause I'll have the only one there is around So the very next day when I punched in With my big lunchbox and with help from my friend I left that day with a lunchbox full of gear I've never considered myself a thief But GM wouldn't miss just one little piece Especially if I strung it out over several years the first day I got me a fuel pump, and the next day I got me an engine and a trunk. Then I got me a transmission and all the chrome. The little things I could get in my big lunch box, like nuts and bolts and all four shocks, but the big stuff we snuck out my buddy's mobile home. Now up to now my plan went all right till we tried to put it all together one night, and that's when we noticed that something was definitely wrong. The transmission was a 53 and the motor turned out to be a 73 and when we tried to put in the bolts all the holes were gone. So we drilled it out so that it would fit and with a little bit of help from an adapter kit we had that engine running just like a song. Now the headlights, there was another sight. We had two on the left and one on the right but when we pulled out the switch all three of them come on. The back end looked kind of funny too, but we put it together and when we got through, well that's when we noticed that we only had one tail fin. About that time my wife walked out and I could see in her eyes that she had her doubts, but she opened the door and said, honey, take me for a spin. So we drove uptown just to get the tags and I headed to ride on down main drag. I could hear everybody laughing for blocks around. But up there at the courthouse, they didn't laugh Cause to type it up, it took the whole staff And when they got through, the title weighed 60 pounds I got it one piece at a time And it didn't cost me a dime You'll know it's me when I come through your town I'm gonna ride around in style I'm gonna drive everybody wild Cause I'll have the only one there is Yeah, Red Rider, this is the Cottonmouth in the Psycho Billy Cadillac, come on. Paul. Oh, this is the Cottonmouth, and negatory on the cost of this machine there, Red Rider. You might say I went right up to the factory and picked it up. It's cheaper that way. Uh, what model is it? Well, it's a 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59 automobile. It's a 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69, 70. Right, next one. That's it. It's interesting. The next song is a uh, boy named Sue on the on the YouTube. Oh, right. Which okay. is, I've heard of that. That's obviously more famous. Yeah. I've never heard that one. It's good because he's building a car. And he's stealing the bits. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Another one where you're into the, the words as, oh, as well. He won't. So what I want to ask is what, you know, so... In around in the early nineties, uh, you and Dad decided you were going to do the um, confirmation. Is it? No. Was no, it called uh, when you become Catholic? Um, oh God, you got me now. Well, you you decided to do well, the process. I always thought I should be a Catholic because my, both my parents were Catholics, but I never brought up as a Catholic. Yes. And I was. Why was that? Because uh, my dad was fed up. He was. He was, but. Taught by the Christian brothers. Oh God, right, yeah. And I think they, they were just cruel. Cruel. Poor Jerry was whipped most days. Really. 
and um, Jerry he, was. Yeah. So you grown up, and were they? They were the, they were very close. Yeah. And, and Joe. Yeah. God, so they he was. Yeah. Had a hard upbringing. So sorry, the Christian brothers. Um, I mean, Tom Cross went to a Christian brothers oh, did school. He? Yeah, yeah. So they they were like the not not monks, but they were like they yeah. like they were like kind of horrible. They were just like mean. Yeah. Strict. It was all hellfire and damnation yeah, and stuff and yeah. all of that. And this was in Ireland in the bloody nineteen yeah. tens, in the teen nineteens, whatever you call those. So that would have been gee whiz. Can only imagine. So he just had a real loathing of of, of those memory those yeah, memories, mate. Yeah. yeah. So he never went to church or anything, right? <clears throat> and my mum was a Catholic, mm. but I think she came away from the Catholic faith because of the grandfather. Oh. Yep, go on. Yeah. And um, they're a very poor family, but every, say Friday, I don't know what, mm. uh, the bishop or the priest would come round for money. Mm. And however poor they were, they made sure they had money for the priest. Mm. He would come around the house. Oh, yes, come around the house. Jeez. In the East End, mm. in basically... I thought you, and again, this is a story of vague, vague memories of. I thought you said something like, "Mum, like Nan, your mother, my grandmother was told that she was evil for missing something or other, or something happened, and the priest told you told her that she was evil or something." Probably was because that's how it was those days. Like she, I don't know she missed mass or something yeah, had happened, yeah. and so I, the story that I grew up with it was that I thought it was her father, but you're saying it was her grandfather. Her father. Her father. Her yeah. father took them out away from the church. Said, "Right, enough, sir." So it was, but you think it was because of this bloody, just that they would take the money from mm. people that had no money yeah. every week, not because of the the what was said to to Nan or whatever. So then she went to Church of England. Yeah. And then. In Dagenham. No, in in London, London. East London. And they couldn't get over how. Much of the Bible and all that she knew because she knew it off by heart. Right. They have to learn it, don't yeah, they? Off, off by heart, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, so as a child, she went to to Church of England. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were brought up with the Church of England faith. Yeah. Going to church? Did you go to church? Did they? I, I went to Sunday school and that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Which hence I was christened Church of England. Yeah. And presumably, Dad didn't care one way or the other. But your mother. Your mother, when we went through the adoption thing, wanted you to be brought up in a Christian faith. That was one of oh. her. Not Catholic. No, that was one of her requests. Oh. <laughs> Where's a <the> little bombshell? Greek girls, the dogs down. That's a little bombshell. In uh, that's the first mention of any of that in these podcasts as well. So, uh, oh. <laughs> well, mate, that, that and I know, no, that's, thank, thank you for telling me that. Should I have told you that? Then? Yeah, no, that's well, oh. I mean, oh. that's that. Well, okay, here's a here's a just just seeing as you mentioned that. As I said, one of the reasons, the main reasons for doing this is this isn't this interview, these podcasts, whatever it, this is, not with the intention of, you know. Circling it out. Doing, yeah, it's not, I'm not, I'm not interested in, you know, this has got to be to a million people, it's got to be the biggest podcast in the world. The idea was to, one, allow people to tell their stories because people that aren't famous don't often get the chance to be interviewed and tell mm -hmm. their stories and therefore have them recorded for mm -hmm. posterity. Three, and what that was two, three, 
to um, enable different means of communication because this is not you and I would never sit down in this situation for two hours and have this conversation. No. So already, yeah. Do you see what I mean? And um, and therefore. Something like that. So, so for you to say, is it okay to say it? Of course it's okay to say it. But I had actually been thinking, oh, when's it, when, I wonder at what point during, will it be 100 interviews before adoption's ever mentioned, you know, in, in, in my world? Because the interview's not about me, it's about no, the person no. I'm interviewed. So that's interesting. And, and, and then as a, as a sort of cliffhanger, then I'm just going to, I'm just going to leave that there, hang in oh, there. Because that will be, because that will be something, if, if people do start to listen to this, we'll go, oh, blimey. That was a what a very natural and unusual way for that to suddenly. I shouldn't have said it. No, no, you should absolutely oh. have said it. Brilliant! I love that you said it. That is absolutely. And and Tina will. Tina's mouth's going to drop wide open when she when she hears not not what you said but just mm. that something yeah. was said in that way. So thank you for that. Um. So right. So. So so my um our faith growing up was was Church of England, which was which was the typical sort of, you know, vicar mm. quiet and it was tied in with Cub Scouts and going that was mm. the only you know, church and the rest of it. Um and all of our friends, all of my friends were it was all just kind of vaguely Church of England, wasn't yeah, it? It was kind yeah. of that sort of thing. Yeah. But then at some stage well, I know when it was because I was at medical school and and, and I, I remember going to the Brentwood Cathedral, um See, I want—I want to say confirmation, but it's not obviously. It's received into the church. It, it has a name, doesn't it? Like that—that—that—that that, that, that final. You, you just keep saying you—you throw me by saying confirmation. It's not. Sorry, it's not confirmation, no, is it? You, but that—that that what happens? In you that, received. You receive, yeah. and that's and it's there's a process. You have to go. You have to go a certain number of. You have to go for a year mm-hmm. lessons and yeah, talks. You have to, it's not really lessons. It's just chats like this and. You, one on one with the with the priest. No, no, it's no. People call it's called the RCIA mm. reconciliation. Uh, people coming into the church. Oh, so it's not people at the church. They it's, come in from other places. No, to do it's it. people at the church who do it. Right, a, a yeah. group who do it, and you sit there and talk, and they can tell you things, and they can answer questions, yeah. and they can teach you. It's like, yeah. it's like a curriculum that yeah. you have to learn. That's that's. Um, so again, and and you might it seems like all my memories are. And not quite accurate, but um, my memory is that the reason, or one of the reasons you gave me for doing it, was that what you said you'd always felt basically Catholic. You were, you are from mum mm. and your mum and dad were both Catholics, and in itself, and, and right, and there again, that was what I was going to ask you about. So you said that your mother's maiden name, Mac, Mac, uh, McCardle, to me sounded Irish, but you said Scottish, Scottish, but it sounds Catholic. It sounds like oh, it's Catholic, Catholic yeah, name, yeah. right? So. Yeah. Which basically means Irish, doesn't it? I mean, the no, Scotland's got a huge, it's huge yeah. Well, Celtic, Catholic, I mean, Catholic, yeah. it's got the range of Celtic <clears> thing, <throat> right? So, McArdle, um, being Catholic Scottish, um, and the East, I mean, the Catholic were like an under race basically in, in England, weren't they? For like they, they were the poor people, mm-hmm. they were the um, the working classes, yeah. The Protestants, the held Irish, the, yeah, the, the Irish, and and the 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 Protestant and the um, Church of England held the higher offices and mm. all the rest of it. So presumably in the East End, uh, to be a Catholic, there were loads of them in the East End, weren't there? Absolutely. It was a massive, yeah. massive population yeah. in the East End. So yeah. that un- that makes sense. Um, so you grew up, although you were sort of doing the Church of England thing, you sort of felt like it your background was all 
Catholic. Catholic. Yeah. And the other reason you said to me was that you'd always, and you touched on it before, because you, you'd love the company of the Irish girls that you work with, the, the nurses you work with, who were all Catholics, basically. Mm. Was that the reason why you went into yeah, it? Yeah, it made me a bit more, yeah. And you sort of thought, well, what, why, did you, why did you decide that was the time? Why not do it when I was a kid or whatever? I did, actually. Um, I went to, <laughs> funny thing, I had my tonsils out mm. and this girl in the next bed, I can't think of the word. You've thrown the word out of me, con- confirmation. She was the Catholic and she was... She was you, were, you were in the hospital? Yeah, as a patient. And she Had your tonsils out and the next patient in the next bed was... Had been was received into the right, church and right. she was telling me all Recently. about... Recently? No, when I was about... No, no, no. She When you were speaking to her, she had recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she um, was telling me and I said, I've always wanted to go into Catholic faith. And right, she, <clears> she wanted to me to meet her to um talk it over with her hmm. but my mum and dad said no no you don't you know that they hmm. only get you in the church and all that oh so they re- they retain their hmm. mistrust of hmm. the catholic church right to the end hmm so how old were you when you had your tonsils out 17 right right so they kind of put the kibosh on it hmm. then yeah but you even back then you felt like you yeah. wanted to explore that. And she was kind of a missionary almost that she was prepared to mm. be a sponsor and all that. Okay, that's interesting. Um, okay. And so what did – did um, so what you said before about that when you when you adopted me, did you meet her and she told you that or they, t- they wrote that's it on down? on the piece of paper. They wrote it down. It must on be the, on that bit, those papers. Oh, I don't. So you never, you, never, you never spoke to her? No. No, and you didn't – and she didn't write. But they said – she said one condition is it that – It was written on that paper. I'm sure it's all on – I've never seen it. Anyway, so uh, when I was, I'm going to say 21 something, 22, you got to the end of that process and became Catholic. So was it was was it basically when I left home when I was at medical school and then you and Dad, then you found yourself thinking about it? And yeah, I think I got more and more thoughts in it, and it's made us. Dad became a. Um, he was on the committees. He helps out a lot. It's a bit, you know, Eucharist minister thing. Yeah. And I do the charities and. Well, so, like, so, so what you're saying, I mean, there's the church side of it, but the, but the, the life around the church. See, I, I I always feel, and we've spoken about it. This this um. You know, I don't I don't think there's much debate about the the evils that well all all, all religions have been responsible for, but but the Catholic Church is particularly, mm. you know, infamous. The child abuse scandals yeah. and 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 all those things, um, but so what I was going to say was so allowing you know the, the evils and granddad as you heard the, the the what he saw and the beatings and all the rest of it, but what I always I always sort of feel religion such an easy target Christianity is such an easy target but but you, the other side of it is not mentioned the charitable things mm-hmm. and, and just the good hearted people. Some, some fantastic some people. Fantastic, but selfless that, yeah. that, and, and charity in the sense of the word that's not giving money to the Red Cross, but mm. charity as in selflessly giving of your time and your energy and your money sometimes to help other people out. See, um, I'm doing the Lenten lunches. Mm. See, Ash Wednesday's on the 14th mm-hmm. of February. Mm-hmm. So I missed this six weeks of Lent. 
So I normally do the six weeks, but I only do four because I'll be here. So you have to go say, so you probably have to, you should go and... Um, do soup, I do soups. Yeah, I was going to, I was going to, I was going to um, be flip, I was going to make a flippant remark oh, about going to, uh, to, to um, what is it, sit in the booth at the church and, uh, <laughs> what is it, what is it called? A reconciliation. No, 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 when you go and say, forgive me father, because I've seen, yeah, confessions, reco- confessions. Yeah, reconciliation. You have to confess yeah. for not doing enough for Lent. But what I was going to say was that, you know, all of those things, different basic things from, you know, making tea, strawberry teas to raise money or to, uh, you know, just even the, you know, giving up, giving up your time to go and do some gardening and whatever else Mm. it is. Another thing is when I was received, mum was still alive. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And. Did she come to the thing at Brentwood Cathedral? I don't remember. No, she didn't come to Brentwood. And she said, you're nearly there, girl. So she... What's that word? When she kind of said, you're nearly there, girl. Kind of push it. It's all right. She she wanted me to go through. She said, you're nearly there, as in you've nearly nearly got to the end of the process. So... Okay, well, because she was taken away from the church, rather yeah. it wasn't her decision, so she didn't have a problem. Yeah, with the with the. Uh, I'm going. I'm, let me help you. Let me help you. Sorry. These keep falling off. They do more. I don't see. That's going to really finish off the listeners now. Make make your mother cry. I suppose you feel happy with yourself, <laughs> Chris. Nice one. Um. So she she's so she was she was very supportive of yeah. it. You yeah. Know, and that was so. Hmm. I'm just trying to remember the year then. So why didn't she come to the... I, I remember going to the Brentwood Cathedral. She just didn't want to come or she didn't... Perhaps, I'm not sure. Well, perhaps there was only a certain amount of seats. Maybe, something. yeah, because it was. Pa- not, I remember it being packed out. I can't was, remember, really. Yeah. Um, okay, so that was good. So she was supportive of that. That's lovely, isn't it? Well, that's great that she was happy that you oh, went yeah, and did that. Yeah. And it's been it's been a force for good in your in your life, hasn't it? And you've got some lovely friends. I've always thought that. Well. There's just that sense of... <laughs> yeah, I remember the... Yeah, you know, going to bloody Sunday Sunday school or Sundays with the Cubs, yeah. and the vicar will be droning on and on. Yeah. But you know, you go to the Catholic church services. I mean, oh, it's great. You go in and half an hour late, you're out, aren't yeah. you? And yeah. it's all the, you got the. I mean, there's all the ceremony of it and that that sort of thing. Um, but aside from that, you've just got that wonderful, and it is Irish. You know, just that sense of joy de vivre that that's around the the social side mm. of, of it. You know, mm. lovely people, you know, just hearts of gold. Mrs. Noble used to be a teacher at my school That's and, right, and yeah. you know, everyone, Sorry, last week. just lovely lady and, and, and lovely people, men and women. Um, I, I always, so I always just feel a little bit, I think it's very easy to jump on the bandwagon and just, you know, atheists or, or, um, or even people that just, that just sneer and are very cynical about these things. It's very easy to have a pop at religion in general and the catholic church in particular but i just sort of think the and and you know as you know the girls are at catholic school and there's just some very very decent mm. lovely people who surround mm. the churches and the and and, and that sort of thing mm. okay well let's let's have a um now that i've made you cry let's have uh let's have a um well, why don't we have um why don't we have bob dylan here's a song he's I'd, not mine is he well, you said it. What you said? The times are changing. Oh yeah, it's mine. Then, yeah. Did you? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, Did you yeah, mean? Yeah. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, look, because it's a great song. I love this. I, I love the early Bob Dylan. Just the you know when he was acoustic and all that. 
Come gather round people wherever you roam And admit that the waters around you have grown And accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone If your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone For the times they are a-changing Some writers and critics who prophesize with your pen And keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again And don't speak too soon for the wheel's still in spin And there's no telling who that it's naming Was the loser now will be later to win For the times they are a-changing From senators, congressmen, please heed the call Don't stand in the doorway, don't lock up the hall For he that gets hurt will be he who has stalled The battle outside raging Will soon shake your windows and rattle your walls For the times they are a-changing Mothers and fathers throughout the land And don't criticize what you can't understand Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command Your old road is rapidly aging Please get out of the new one if you can't lend your hand For the times they are a-changing Drawn, the curse it is cast The slow one now Will later be fast As the present now Will later be past The order is rapidly fading And the first one now Will later be last For the times They are a-changing We don't go in the box to confess. I don't, yeah. What they call it now, well, it's, um, we go to another church for it. Oh. It's at St Bede's in Chapel Heath. Oh. And, um, yeah. Call it, what do they call it? Happy Confessions or something. So you Happy just, Confessions. I think it is. You just all sit in, in the church and they just. You'll go up in a queue yeah. and he just blesses you and that's it. So you don't have to say what it is that no. you're confessing about. Was that across the Catholic Church? No, no, no. Oh, just the... There still are confession boxes in Oh, some. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not... Is there a box in St. Edward's? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it does... But, no, but the guy... Did, did Kevin used to do... Father Kevin used to do... A, oh, he wouldn't do that. 
He wouldn't do the confessions. He would only do the one in the box. He would. Oh no, I was going to say yeah, he did yeah. the one in the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So what? So times are changing. So why did? Having said that, you listen to lyrics mainly and stories. Yeah. Is that the case with that? I think it is. You know, I can't really remember that one why I chose it, but I do like it. But I can't remember. Why it's not I the tune it. though with that one because. Mm. Or maybe the oh god, it's very catchy. Mm, I like it, but I can't remember why I chose it. Hmm, that was a great song. Um, okay, so um, oh god, I've, I've lost my train of thought again. So okay, so well anyway, so so religious. So Father Kevin, so that was an interesting time in my life as well. <laughs> me, and, mm. me and Kev became good mates. So he's yeah. a fall. I think I've fallen out of contact with him, not not deliberately, but um, was that was um, well. An unusual friendship for me to have with a, with a priest. He's you know? lovely. Not just a nice guy. Yeah. He's gone down. He's gone up, and he's under a bishop now. Yeah, I always said to him, I used, it was for, I used to wind him up after a few. Oh God, I, mean, I was going to say a few glasses, but a few bottles of wine would be yeah. more more like it at his place. The, there's something. Well, your poor old granddad giving all of his money to the church will. I can see it went on a decent wine collection because <laughs> uh, the, the lunches at, and the dinners at his house were amazing yeah you know with the bottles of wine never never ending anyway um i used to wind him up and say oh you'll be a bishop one day when you and he would he would never he wouldn't allow it he wouldn't he's not a bishop he's just down there. yeah but he will be though yeah i he? think so of course he will be anyway good old kev say hello to him for me when you speak to him i haven't spoken to him for ages he's still in leon c yeah and the day danny was really ill um Arlene phoned him up because him and Danny were really friends. Mm. I'll be there in an hour. Oh, really? It was, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, he kept to, to the hospice, was it? Or to, no, home. To home. Did Danny die at home? Mm. Uh, and Kev came within an hour, did he? Yeah. Dropped everything. So that that's still, I must say, well, there's something else. There's something else positive to say. But, you know, as you know, I, well, obviously in the emergency department, we don't hopefully have too many deaths because we're mm. sort of in the business of saving lives. But, um, but inevitably, we people die in the emergency department, and I always, you know, not infrequently, um, I organise, organise, I I call mm. the vicar or the priest or whoever it is, mm. and they're always in, yeah, very quickly. Yeah, they're very good. They're amazing. Yeah, mm. they're always sort of on call for that sort of stuff, mm. which is incredible. And sometimes it's the most, you know, it's the hor- it's a horrible place to end your life. Emergency department with the mm. noise and the lights and. Mm. There might be some idiot swearing and carrying yeah. on next door, but yeah. I've seen some wonderful, peaceful, um, you know, peaceful as in the act of dying, uh, managed peacefully and 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 sort of what's the word? Oh, you know, um, with um, dignity. Dignity. That's the word I'm looking for. With dignity. Mm-hmm. With an awful lot of dignity, um, and I th- and it's one of the very many things that I think, you know, in an increasingly sort of secular or godless society, where you know, I don't want to be neg- too negative about you know reality TV and all that, but you know that glue that sort of that that uh, the again people that slag off religion. It's that, that there's so much of religion when it when 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 society was far more religious that that was. Just better managed, mm. you know the 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 way that births, marriages, deaths, the whole thing was was the church was involved in all of it, and um, yeah, I, th- I think you know at the end of life, 
to have a holy person who whatever your faith is whether you're a druid or a or or a, a mormon or a, yeah. a catholic or a Doesn't muslim matter. to have your holy to have the head of your faith provide some sort of comfort mm. to you and your family is is not to be taken lightly i mm. think all right so um so at some stage so you and dad move into a, a council house in dagnam me and dad yeah isn't that what you said no we moved you said oh were you renting that the the, the flat that you were in it wasn't council it was oh. like um um what do they call it um, you said you wrote it down on them yeah, you said. Oh, till married. Well, no, no. You said, you said council house till married, then bought own property. I was at council house until I got married. Yeah. And then we got we bought we didn't buy a house straight away. We did lived you not? In a flat. Did you not? Did you not live with dad until you got married? No. Oh, that's well, I'm sorry. I was thinking you you lived together for a while. No, I never lived in sin, Chris. Silly, silly question. Yes. Oh, oh, the marriage thing. We do have to mention the Russell Brand connection now as well, just All for right, a little because yes. because one day I might end up interviewing him for this. You never know. Yeah. And he'll probably have worked out already because he'll have read it or heard it before. But just uh, so our Russell, we, well, uh, you've got big Russell Brand connections, haven't you? His grandmother used to live in the banjo with us at first. Mm-hmm. Jen. 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 Jen Brand, but became Jen Bright. Yeah. And there was Ronnie, Joan, and Janet. Three and, children. And Ronnie's Ronnie's Russell's dad. Yes. And then Mrs. Brand's husband, Har- Harry, mm-hmm. had a, a peptic ulcer, went into oh. London oh. to have... Perforated it. And then never came home. Oh, God. So she so died, th- what, bled, bled out yeah. from... Oh, so geez. she had three children to bring up. Oh, sorry. What, sorry to interrupt that bit, but you, so... I mean, again, us knowing the geography of of, of East London, that's actually quite a long way in those days. Yeah. So an, ambul- an ambulance from Dagenham all the mm. way to Whitechapel, wasn't it? I'm sure it, it was. I'm sure it was. It, was that because more complex surgery was probably, done at the Whitechapel? Probably, I'm not sure. But the London, yeah. gee whiz. So all the way, probably bleeding, vomiting blood mm. and all of that, all the way to, oh my God. So then. Into there. So he, she, so he died when, how old was Jen at that stage? Or were you, you were alive, you remember yeah, it. three children, yeah, so. So she was left with three yeah. quite young yeah. children. So she went out and done dressmaking. So did right. So did 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 um did Nan and Grant did your mum and dad look after her when that happened? She was a widow at, at quite a young quite age. Yeah, well, yeah. How old how old were the kids at that stage? Were you, school. How old your primary school, would you remember? Because Ronnie was about your age. Yeah. He's older than me. Oh, is he? Yeah. Him and Henry not friends? No. They just, but they were about the same age. Yeah, yeah. So you remember that happening? Him not coming home? No, I don't remember. No. I've been told. You've been told that. Yeah. And then we all then moved from the banjo up to. Lily, uh, we were one four seven. She was one four three. She was one four three. Lily Church. Yeah. So you both moved from the banjo. Yeah. She moved into one. One four. Did three. they own those? Did you? Did they? Get a mortgage to buy those houses. No, no. council, council. They were ca- they were all council. Mm. So it was basically always rented. Yeah. But so so you applied to the council, got a slightly bigger house than the banjo was. Yeah. But the banjo was just around the corner, wasn't it? It's on the same road. Same road. It was yeah. there, it was there, wasn't it? Yeah. Mrs. Page was a different banjo. No, she was the, the same end. banjo. Oh, was that, it was that yeah. one. Okay, mm. got it, got it, got it. So okay, so Jean Jen Barry was in the other banjo. Right, right, right. So Jen Bright, as I knew her, 
Mrs. Bright married Bert, who yeah. was Bert Bright. And yeah. Bert, it was a lovely man. I remember Bert. And his sis, his daughter went to school with me, Linda. Right, right, right. So they, so, right. So, um, so our connection or your connection is that, is that Ronnie, um, who's by Russell's own admission been a bit of a chancer to say the least during his life, did have a time when he was a photographer. Ronnie, uh, yeah. Ronnie, and 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 what's the connection there with Ronnie being a photographer? He he took my wedding photographs. Yeah, he took. Yeah. So his first it was his first job, wasn't it, as a photographer? Or Probably something? not. If I wasn't far in, you know, one or two. You know? yeah. See, I've, I mean, I've seen, obviously seen the photos. They're pretty good. Yeah. The only thing is the Heinz salad cream in front of the wedding cake. <laughs> Was there? <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah. But I remember the one, I remember the ones with the outside the church, obviously the ones yeah. for you and dad, but there's that massive photo of your family, yeah. all your families and dad's sisters as the bridesmaids mm. and all of that. So Russell Brand's dad was your wedding photographer. Yeah. Which is funny. And what we were talking about the other day, I, I can't, remember Russell as a kid at all? I can only remember Mrs. Brand saying, oh, my Russell, oh, my <laughs> Russell. <laughs> I don't remember. He was at... He was at Canvey. He grew up in Canvey. Yeah, but he he was at a drama school. Yes. I so, oh, you remember that, right, because yeah. he did. He went to... He, he said... He talks about that. He went to a drama school. Yeah, I couldn't tell you where. And that was when he was... He was really struggling with the drugs and alcohol mm. and things then. Mm. My Russell, my Russell. But I do remember the big dog. They had a big German Shepherd. Oh, or I something. did, yeah. Massive thing. Yeah, that was Bert's, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. And I and I told you, I, just as an aside, I, I got a real startle when I lo- <laughs> I was looking. Yeah, I could. Do you remember the phone call? And you were quite matter of fact about it. But I remember I was looking through his first book. I think it was called My Bookie Book. And I'm looking through that as you do the photos. You know, going, oh yeah, there's Russell. Is a. And all of a sudden, he went, "Is me with my nan Jen," and I went. That looks like Mrs. Bright. And I, and I think I rang you and I said... You did, actually. I said, was, am I going mad here or was... You was at airport, weren't you? Yeah. I said, am I going mad here or is this, is this Mrs. Bright brand, though? Yeah. She went, oh, yeah, that's... yeah, that's. Yeah. And then you told me the whole thing. So yeah. so very, very strange um, connection with with, um, with Russell's family. Um, all right. So anyway, so you go... So you move into that and I've seen the photos. There was like a rush green flat that you and Dad were in. No? No? Hornchurch, Abscross Lane. Hornchurch, sorry, Hornchurch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ground floor, like it was a balcony thing. How long were you there for? About three years. And then you, and then you, and then you, man, and you were renting that. Yeah. And then you, and then you bought the place in, um, in, Glenwood. in Glenwood, in what late sixties or? I think it's early seventies, wouldn't it be? Was it? Early seventies, with Madeline and Alec next door already. Mm. I think all of that. And wait, how did you? All right, well, 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 well why, how did you and Dad pick Hornchurch as a place to live? Because you could have you could have gone over to where one or ones no, were around there. Said that he was going to come over this side. So he wanted to just leave yeah. the whole. Mm. I suppose I'll ask Dad about that. Why he wanted to come across? Mm. I suppose it's more always, it's kind of more normal in that as well, wasn't it? For for the female to stay closer mm. to her mum, is that right? Probably, yeah, a little bit, yeah. And why did you decide on Hornchurch rather than Dagman? We went to, oh, what's the name of it? This place we got the flat from, it wasn't a state agent? No. Um, like a housing commission? Yeah, housing association. I know what you mean. And um, they You just had, went in the offices and said, where have no, you got? They phoned, no, Dad phoned up and said, we're interested in a flat. So said that we were getting married, say, February. 
And they said, well, phone us near the time. You've got no worries. And we just got a one-bedroom flat. From oh, so they just said, this is where you're going? Well, they can't. I think, that, I think probably we asked for it. I'm not sure. But Hornchurch? Yeah. What, so, yeah, so you said, like, we don't want to say in Dagenham. We don't want to be that close to my parents. I can't remember. Her. I suppose it was quite close to Rush Green, wasn't it, yeah. as well, from, yeah. for, for work and stuff. Yeah. Maybe a bit greener. Bit oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Close, well, obviously a lot greener, but mm. getting out towards what was almost fields and mm. trees and all that, wasn't it? Hornchurch in those days. We still, Hornchurch got very interesting history. You know, did you know, I mean, you know the Horn Church, the church that's yeah. got the horns yeah. on it. That was, let me get this right now. There's a line of rocks just close to it. I mean, right close to it, next, right behind it, which was the extent of the ice shelf, I think, during the last really? last ice age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the southern extent of the ice shelf during the last ice age, I think is the story. Mm-hmm. Very, very uh, long history around that area. So Horn Church, and that's, that's I mean, basically nice. Again, I said, I, I, I remain... Never, ever slagged off where I grew up. I always found the history of Romford and yeah. that area always fascinating. So I get that. You, and I always talk about – and there was a migration basically east, wasn't there, along the Thames for, mm. from the sort of what post-Second post World War. And then – so why Gideon Park then? So you're in, this, you're in this flat in Hornchurch. So how did you manage to find Glenwood Drive? Well – And how much did it cost? I was – I think a staff nurse. Yep. And there was a gentleman who lived in Lodge Avenue. Oh. And uh, what was his name? Another wife's name was Rose. He was a patient of mine. Oh. And he had amputation of the leg. And, and I said to him, well, we're thinking about moving. He said, well, my friend's moving, wants to move, sell his house. Oh. In Glenwood. And that's how it happened. We Is that right? So, yeah. you, so you didn't have to go through estate agents no, or anything? You no. just had to – you actually found a, a person – Oh, that's good then. Mm. Well, you just came to an agreement Fred, about... Fred Clements was the man who told me about it. Fred Clements was your patient. Yeah. Amputee. Still had the presence of mind to tell you about that. And and do you remember the person who sold you the house? I couldn't tell you his name. No idea. Do you know how much? In 1971 or whatever it was. 5,200, I think. Was it? 5,200 pounds for three-bedroom three bedroom terrace house in... Part and that was, and I mean, I suppose it was, it hasn't really changed much at all, is it really? Busier, I suppose. Oh, yeah, parking, but, park, yeah. And parking, and all that. But, um, it would, I mean, that really is on the verge of countryside, yeah. Sort of, you know, it's, uh, um, yeah, you've got to go a couple of miles, yeah, a couple of miles, green. and you're out into the, into the, to the beautiful, um, green, the green belt around where, where they, where they unfortunately put the M25 through it. All right, um, so we go up there. Um, let's go. That, I suppose that brings us nicely to Vivaldi Four Seasons, really, isn't it? Yeah, I'll go to spring. Nice segue. Are you? Spe- I see, I see. I was going to say, what did you pick? So I pick winter because I'm a sort of wintry kind of guy. Oh, no, I don't. don't like know. spring. All right, we'll, we'll listen. Spring's a bit. More, it's the famous one as yeah, well. Isn't coming it? into the summer, nice. Yeah, I like autumn and winter. You know that. I like the cold. I don't. It's ironic considering I've moved to Australia. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. 
when you do that. I'll stop this then. <laughs> Gosh, you're so impatient. I am impatient. God. Just, um, I would have thought you'd love to tell me a story. Well, I've told you. Well, you haven't told me it. Just move that into your mouth again like that. You can, turn, you can twist it like this as well, like that. See? Just whatever's, yeah, just there you go. Um, well, we've only got one more song to go anyway, but there's, a, yeah. So, yeah, so your granddad with a, with a, with a fiddle or the violin. Um, so it's that, it's that nature versus nurture thing, isn't it? You know, with a, the, I'm sure I, I caused you no manner of grief when I got into my guitar. And um, <laughs> you can't see the raised eyebrows that you just, and the look towards heavens that, on the radio. On the, on the he was 75 the other day. Um, Doug. Doug Cheer? Yeah. Oh, how'd you know that? Well, um, you know I go out with a group of girls for lunch. Yeah. Called the Lunch Bunch. And uh, Margaret Say is his brother. Is it her? her brother is. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You did mention that before. Mm. Um, so Doug Cheer, so I always... I always say oh, I'm self-taught and, it, you know, I, I can't read music. And that's true. Both those things are true. But I did that. There was a period of a few months when I had classical lessons, wasn't it? And that was for, our, for the people that listen to this. We mentioned Joan Mitchell, who was one of your best friends and your first sister. And her son, Carl, mm. daughter Rowda, who grew up I calling her, call her Auntie Joan. And it was that mm. sort of a relationship, wasn't it? You know, very, very close. And Carl was two two years older than me and Rowda. I think so, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And he... I'll, I'll just tell, I'll tell you this story real quick. I think I've told you before, but I'll tell it again anyway. So Carl, when I was, I think, 14 or 15, I can't remember exactly, but in, during the summer there was this, this moment and it was it was a moment when I was just bitten hard by this guitar bug and this music bug. And I don't know why it just suddenly happened then, but it did. And I remember the time he upstairs, he had his guitars and his drum kit set up and we, we spent hours up there. I remember just... He taught me the riff to um, The Chain by Fleetwood Mac and just doing that. And that was the start of it. And he had a guitar teacher, Mr. Cheer, Doug Cheer. And he'd progressed through classical guitar, as you know. And and um, so five pounds a week, he used to come around in his, in his MG, didn't he? Yeah. And uh, I never used to practice because basically now looking back, reading music made no sense and it wasn't mm. the music I wanted to play and it wasn't what I hit. So I used to just pretend I'd practiced and watch him play and then copy what he did to pretend that I'd practiced and get him talking about his about his cars <laughs> that was the way so that lasted a bit anyway so good old Mr Cheer Doug Cheer I'm glad he's still trucking along I'm sure he's still into his cars and things no idea because I don't talk oh that's right they're not really close mm-hmm. um but the story that what I just wanted to mention was that when I when we came back to live in London for six months in 2014 which just flipped by trying to see people me and Carl, I got in contact with him and we exchanged messages and we were going to meet up right at the end and it just couldn't, it, in the end it was just one reunion too far. Um, but what really surprised me, because in my mind I always thought, it, it, Carl taught me my first chords, he taught me my first bits and pieces, scale, blue scale, all of that, got me into it, it took me to, my, you know, I went to, his first, went to my first gig with him and I, and I just said to him, I suppose I just expected him to always be a guitar player and to be like me and be obsessed with it. And he was so into music. And, I, and one of the messages I, I said, oh, you know, I told him I 
about what I do gigs and whatnot. And and he said, oh, yeah, I haven't picked up the guitar in about nine years or something. He got married this year. Again? No, first time. No, he was married before. No, 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 no. Live with her. Oh, was that, she cheated on him, that one. Kate, oh, no, oh, no, you're right. He was married to... Thank you, to, uh, Thanks, sorry. thank you. Now you're, now you're too close to the microphone. Oh. He, um, Just move it away a little bit, that's it, thank you. He married Katie this year. Sorry, Chris. Sorry, Chris. He married Katie this year. <laughs> anyway, Carl, but the point of that story was just that, you know, you sometimes your mentors or whatever, which, and he certainly was that, the closest I had to a guitar or music mentor. He, he, he doesn't even play anymore. He doesn't mm. doesn't play. He, he's got married and he lives... In a whacking big house with horses and yeah, I believe it. I I got when I was when I used to be on Facebook. Uh, the 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 tone of his, and we've got to be careful what we say here because, mm. but the tone of his uh, messages was, well, the tone of his message was okay. But uh, but I had a sense from what his so called friends were saying that there was a few that were uh, just a little bit sycophantic, and the impression I had was that they were maybe sycophantic because he held a position of some. You know, authority or 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 um, what's the word? Well, he was well off. You know, as some yes. people that are well off attract well, he was the, people that are like that. Yeah, he was the um, Father Christmas for the Rotary Club this year, mm. going through Dunmo. Mm. He's got the right sort of mm. body. Yeah, <laughs> he's got the very much the right um, mm. what's the word? Habit. Mm. Right. Sorry about that. Carry on. Um, no, no, sorry, but oh, no, just a. A nothing story, but important to me because Carl's. You mentioned Mr. Cheer, but um, way more important to me in terms of mute, what getting hooked on, you know, obsessed with guitar and music and in, in general was was Carl Carl Mitchell, mm. and um, not Queen though. The Queen was the separate thing. Brian May being, you know, my absolute idol, um, but um, that relationship. Very important. Anyway, so where did we go? So yeah, so so me playing guitar and and getting bitten by that. And what I wanted to say was though that even though it wasn't a house, our house growing up wasn't, as we said before, it wasn't music all the time. Uh, Saturday nights were definitely music nights, and and that I think was a huge part of it. Just just that, you know, Dad would have his bottle of wine, and then the, the stereo would come out, and he'd be tapping his leg and all of that. Um. So a lot of a lot of that music in those days was 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 brilliant. The early Elton John stuff. Um, now, do you remember when, like we just said before, and you, and you, and yet yeah, again, you, your face won't show up on this. But when I said, did anyone go on to do A levels at school? And it was just like a ridiculous question. No one went from your school to do A levels. In fact, no one from Reading Court really went on really? to do A levels. But but um, certainly not to university. But do you remember when the first when the whole medicine thing first? happened for me and where, where it all came from because there was one you won't remember I'm sure but there was one moment what do you what do you remember about it wanting to do medicine and a med, kind of medical school and all that I can't, you know, I can't, you've lost me now mm. um, I know I don't you have to tell me well, what it was was that I mean I I, I vaguely I, I remember there was a minute when I, I started talking about doing physiotherapy because that seemed more, I suppose, more attainable. And then... Sports injuries. Well, yeah, well, when that was later, no, mm. no, much later. The the physiotherapy thing was just a, you know, what are you going to do with your career? Don't know, job or whatever. 
and and as I said, Reading Reading Call, I think on average maybe one or two people went beyond sixteen. Everyone else left. Everyone else finished school it's at sixteen. Very good school now. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. But as mm. we know, then it wasn't quite such a. But yeah, no, no problem, obviously for me. But but no one went on tradables, which is why I went to Cooper's. You know, but um, what it was, my memory is that we went to see. I think it was Doctor Meyer. Like as in, I was a patient. We went to Western Road GP practice to see Doctor Meyer. It wasn't Neil, you know, even though he. You know, you arranged for me to have a chat with me, him about it and all that later. But we, I think I was about 12, 13, maybe whatever it was. And I just, I can remember now sitting on the chair. You know, you start in the big waiting room, then you got called through, you waited on the, the, just the one chair, and then you got called in to see him. And I remember him coming out to see the person before us and call them in. And I remember just looking at him and thinking, gee, that must be nice to be a doctor and be, it's like the end of Doctor in the House, mm. must be lovely to be a doctor. It was that kind of thing. Must be lovely to be a doctor and have people respect you and know what know how to help people and cure people and all of that and and just I think saying something along those lines out loud you know that would be a nice job that would be a nice thing to do but I could never do it you know that that was or something and I mean, I just remember you saying yes you could yeah. and that was it and that was the the moment I remember that moment yeah. just the the kind of epiphany I don't know if that's the right word but the 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 seed being planted. And if I'm honest, from that point, and and then as a 12 or 13-year-old, then when adults say, so what are you going to do? And when you say, I'm going to be a doctor or I want to be a doctor, I just, it was like positive reinforcement because everyone you meet, whether it's grandparents or any neighbours, adults, whoever, nurses, your friends, everybody would have that kind of reaction that was like, um, it was like you're already a doctor. Mm. It was like, oh, Wow, you know that that and that, and that that appeals to your ego. Then you have to choose, and then then you the, you know the, the subjects you're going to do at school and all the rest of it. So that was where it all started. No, right. I never knew that. Yeah, sorry, this is supposed to be an interview about you, but I just thought yeah, I thought that much. would be interesting. Thank you <laughs> tell you about that. Um, all right, well, look, let's look. You're, you're doing very well. I'm getting. We're, you're flagging, aren't I'm you? Flagging. <laughs> I'm <laughs> well, we can well, we can leave because we've what I really wanted to talk to you about was, and I mean, I think we fleshed it out a bit. Do you feel all right? I wanted to find a few more things out about your growing up because those are the sorts of things that you don't hear about, you know, parents and grandparents and what it was like to be, you know, a child and a young adult and and um, and and you know, I mean, for goodness sake, that here we are sitting in Australia, and as we've heard, your your grandparents came from one side poverty in the East End and one side poverty in, in Ireland. And here I am, well, here we are in, um, in leafy ocean grove by the ocean in Australia, 12,000 miles away from that or whatever it is, 16,000 kilometers from there. Um, and I'm a consultant, which is another story. Mm. Funny how life turns out. Yeah, very much so, yeah. Mm. Um, all right, so your last song. What was that the last song? No, no, we've got one more. Got old one minute top. Got Johnny Cash, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another Johnny. 25 minutes to go. So this is... Oh, what's this one about? This is another words one, is it? It's going to get hung. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And funny enough, he, he, he covered another song of Nick... Nick 
caves called uh, Mercy Seat about a bloke who's really? about to be electrocuted. Oh, really? Yeah. But this is about a bloke who's going to get hung. Okay. <laughs> Charming. <laughs> well, they're building a gallows outside my cell. And I've got 25 minutes to go. And the whole town's waiting just to hear me yell. I got 24 minutes to go. Well, they gave me some beans for my last meal. But 23 minutes to go. But nobody asked me how I feel. I got 22 minutes to go. Well, I sent for the governor and the whole darn bunch with 21 minutes to go. And I called up the mayor, but he's out to lunch. I got 20 more minutes to go. Then the sheriff said, boy, I'm going to watch you die with 19 minutes to go. So I laughed in his face and I spit in his eye with 18 minutes to go. Now here comes a preacher for to save my soul with 13 minutes to go. And he's talking about burning, but I'm so cold. 12 more minutes to go. Well, they're testing the trap and it chills my spine. 11 more minutes to go. And the trap and the rope, all oh, they work just fine. <laughs> 10 more minutes to go. Well, I'm waiting for the pardon that'll set me free. With nine more minutes to go. But this ain't the movie, so forget about me. Eight more minutes to go. With my feet on the trap and my head in the noose. Five more minutes to go. Won't somebody come and cut me loose? Seven more minutes to go. I can see the mountains, I can see the sky with three more minutes to go. And it's too darn pretty for a man to wanna die with two more minutes to go. I can see the buzzards, I can hear the crows One more minute to go And now I'm swinging and here I go I want to do another song here featuring the harmonica. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that was funny enough. So what what you just said was he used to play in prisons quite a lot. Yeah. That was from that was that that recording was from Folsom Prison. That oh, really? was, so so that was people cheering in the prison when they when he said <laughs> I spat in his eye. <laughs> The, really? the the ward were well, the warden. The wardens, yeah. That was why they cheered. He oh. spat in their eye and they all cheered. Oh, right. So what were you going to say? So you remember? When I was in Dorothy Barley, there were some hangings. Where? Where? In prisons here in, at home. But you said you heard something. No, no, no. No. It was all. It was always Just nine. Put it, Just put it. Yeah. Always nine o'clock on the dot. Nine o'clock. The, they used to hang people. Uh, in the morning. Uh. And we 
knew there was going to be a hanging. And you, I always remember this. that um, I looked at the, and thought, oh, someone's just got hung. Why did you know? The, well, it was all on the newspapers, you know. Oh, I see, because yeah. they, yeah, because they would, so everyone would, well, so would, was there a bit like a, would there be a minute silence at school? No, or, no, 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 no. Classes were just, because the, uh, was it 65? Was that Something the last? Like that that start, was the last yeah. one, wasn't it? Something mm. like that. Yeah. Well, good choice. So why did you choose that one? What was I that? thought I quite liked it, the tune and that. The tune, yeah. Intro, from, so from a musician's perspective, what, what happened was, because it was so, it was so simple, like it was a shuffle almost mm. the song. I think I think it's a shuffle, but it was um, it was basically two chords, and what I think they were doing was they three times uh, because it was just there was nothing to it except that to make to make it seem more interesting. They changed the key like oh. twice during it, which was which is interesting. Mm. But yeah, he was he was playing to the crowd. You could hear him cheering at the. Uh, Cheering at the spitting in the prison, uh, the warden's eyes. All right, well, that was your last song. Have I finished? No. Well, oh. yes, nearly. I, but there's those other bits. Remember. So, firstly, your your song out. So, out of all of the the seven, um, you you had to pick one, and and just to, do you remember what you picked out of all of them? Yeah, the Red, Red Rose Cafe. Mm-hmm. So that's your favourite. Now, hey, this was a question I was going to start with. Actually, how are you going to? How how do you think you're going to find it on your own on a space station? I'm not very good on my own. Why? I don't like my own company. Why? I don't. I'm not very good on on my own. Why is that? Um, sorry, I don't. I mean, like, I respect what you're saying, but what? What? Explain why. I think you need someone with you. You need um, support, protection. Well, you're safe. Mm. Just extreme boredom, I suppose, I suppose and just so, yeah. being on your loneliness or whatever. Yeah. So you're not, you don't like your own company very not much. Not very much, no. Hmm. No. no, I mean I know that, but we don't forget we're talking to people that don't know you. Oh yeah, right. Sorry. So okay, so you'd so you'd struggle with that side of things. Mm. So you'd um, so your your luxury item. You you you've sort of got two, but I'll allow it because you're my mum. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Give you something. So your wedding ring, plus your mum's ring. Yeah. Mum's wedding ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To give you to give you some nice memories. You've told me your one musical choice. Um, your religious text. Well, you're you're allowed the Bible. You've chose Psalm twenty three yeah. from the Bible. So yeah. your religious text, you'd have the Bible. Yeah. Um, choice of book. Oh, what did I put? Oh, uh, Hislop. Yes, Victoria Hislop. Yeah, very good book. The Island. Yeah. What is, is that a novel or what is that? Do you know Hislop, um, what's his first name? Ian. Ian Hislop. Yeah. It's his wife. Oh. And um, he's, is he Punch? He's the editor of uh, Tri- Private Eye. Private Eye. Well, she's a fantastic writer. She always rewrites about Greece. Like like novels or yeah, yeah. informative? No. Novels. novels. They're stories written. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, nearly all Greece. And this particular one is... Of um, <clears throat> a very nice young lady. Well, it's a bit complicated, but mm. it's a lady who teaches people, mm. and she gets um, oh God, what's it called? What is it? Fingers go and arthritis. No, um, eaten up. Um, and they're put into quarantine. Um, oh, um, you mean um, uh, sorry, my eyes gone blank as well. 
leprosy. Leprosy. And she was a teacher and she caught leprosy and she was out to the island with all the other lepers. Doesn't sound very uplifting. And it was how she lived and uh, their life and that there. Yeah. Hmm. So when did you read that? About seven years ago. But I've read Hmm. a lot of his slots books. How many has she written? About Four, I think five. So she she got a Greek background to set them all. No, in I think it's just holidays and that. You she know. just loves yeah. the Greek yeah. islands. And that. So so it's set on a Greek island, but yeah. one that's a leper colony, basically. Yeah, they go to the they leper go colony. To them. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. Um, what else did we? Because I've changed this recently. This is the two extra questions oh, I asked. Yeah. Have you thought about that? Your film? Yes. What's your film? Well, I had two films. So you're allowed a film. Oh yeah, don't forget you got nitrous rock side. You're gonna get tired of this. You had two. Yeah, well, I said one. All right, go on then. I'll two choose films. to tell you the two names. I'll choose which one you can have out of the two. Vera Drake. Yes. Or Dagnum. Made in Dagnum. Oh. Oh, well, I'm going to choose Made in Dagnum for okay. you. Because I, I think, I haven't seen Vera Drake. Yeah, she's dreaming. Oh. That little noise in the background is, is, is Connie, our little dog. She makes, the, when she dreams, she has a little. Oh. That's, so her, that's her dream. That's her acting out of dreams. Yeah. Little little noise, little barks. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to say, well, Vera Drake, I can't remember how it ends. I think I've seen it, but... but She was imprisoned, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, a bit, bit. Oh, she's the one who goes around doing the terminations. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I don't think you want that on there. All right, then I'll have... You're on your own in a distant All right, space station. Maybe Dagnum, yeah. Reminds you of where you grew up a yeah. little bit. Be yeah. a bit more uplifted. Bob Hoskins. Yeah. All of that. Um. Okay, and you're... You're the first person to to have the virtual reality. I don't know what to answer for this. Well, think all right. Well, you, you, you're on. You're at. You're beyond Pluto. You're 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 millions of miles away from home, from the Earth, with no people. So you have to. You've got the ability. I don't know why you can only have one place, but you can. I've got to work that out. But you've got to have. Let's say there's a room or, or or some goggles you can put on. I suppose that gives you. The sights, you can't interact with any one or thing, but it gives you the sights and the sounds and the smells of a place on Earth somewhere. Well, I suppose it has to be England then. Well, yeah, where, whereabouts though? Like you've got, you can't be, I mean, that would be amazing if you could go anywhere in England, but you can't, it's just one place. Like you're, you're physically, you can look around this place, but you can't travel from the place. So it's going to be a part of England, a, a particular um, street corner or field, or, you know, it's a one place where you could... Stand. Can I say four crossways? Yeah, what in in a specific room? You can't go in all the rooms. Oh, yeah. See, it's difficult, isn't it? And yeah. Jane, and for, don't forget, you're on your. Own. You might, you might want to see lots of people because you you crave looking at other humans, or you might not want to see humans. So we're in the garden at four crossways. Be or the you, garden, really, because I could dig it. Sit. sit. We're not allowed to dig the garden because oh. it's virtual reality. You see, so you can't sit. You can sit and look at the garden. So you could look at the blackbirds coming and going and hear the sound of the blackbirds and the pigeon on the on the roof and all the rest of it. And it would be summer, I'm guessing. Oh, yes. Yeah. You wouldn't like the winter. Hate right? winter. <laughs> all right. So it would be the back garden of four crossways in Gideon Park is, is your, is your um, virtual reality happy place. Okay. Was that all of the questions I had? Oh, yes, yeah, saying. No, that's right. Did you have a saying? Like a... To the cows come home. To the cows come home. This is Irish again. Well, that's usually you could talk to the cows come home or something, isn't it? No, when the cows come home. When the cows come home. 
which is uh, at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think that, I think that's it. Was there anything else? Yes, songs. We did the luxury item, film, book. No, I think we've done it. Oh, how long was that then? That was, believe it or not, two and a half hours, which is which is brilliant. That's the best I've done so far. Well, it's, it, not only was it the best in quality, it was brilliant, but it was also the I've kept it to the shortest time. Usually, they go even longer. I know. Well, you're saying that you're the oldest person I've had on here so far. <laughs> Sorry. So thanks for being um, my guest inside the heliosphere, Mum. Yeah, you're welcome, Patricia Mobs. Um, the oldest. No middle, no middle name Mobs. Um, thank you for doing it. It was all right, wasn't it? It was all right. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? Pardon. Anything else you want to say? No. <laughs> 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 all right. Cheers, Mum. <laughs>